Stand for the salute of the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This meeting is now called to order. The Borough of Seabright, in compliance with the Open Public Meeting Act, provides adequate notice of the time, date, and location of this meeting to the Asbury Park Press on January 26, 2023. File notice with the Borough Clerk and posted notice on the Borough Office and on the Borough website. Uh, this meeting is open to the public. Uh, I'd like to start off by uh, Saying happy uh, Valentine's to everybody. <laughs> uh, one one sad part of uh, the news tonight I want to uh, uh, talk about is Mark Lexty, which everybody knows, is very active in the town and is a big asset to us. Some may like him or hate him, I don't know what, but uh, he's not going to be with us tonight because his mother passed away. And I'd like to uh, just extend my condolences uh, in, on behalf of the board. All right, can we have a Roll call. Sure. Councilman Bieber? Here. Ms. Bills? Here. Mr. Cashmore? Chairman Cunningham? Mr. Julia? Here. Did you say yes? Yes. Vice Here. Chairman DeSale? Yes. Mayor Kelly? Mr. Lawrence? Here. Mr. Lexstein? Mr. Schwartz? Here. And Mr. Salino? Here. Okay, first on the agenda tonight is the approval of the minutes uh, meeting on January 24th, 2023. Anyone make a motion? So moved. Second. Second. Okay. Second. Thank you, Mr. Councilman Bieber? Yes. Ms. Phillips? Yes. Mr. Julio? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Schwartz is not here, sorry. Mr. Zelina? Yes. Thank you. And then the closed section. Oh, I didn't know that was a separate one. Okay. It, it's, yeah, it's for the, the regular and the executive session, so we, we need a vote on that one too. Okay, so uh, we need an approval of the, uh, the executive session also. Yes. Anybody will make a motion for that? I make a motion. Awesome. Okay, we need a roll call on that also. All right. Councilman Bieber? Yes. Ms. Bills? Yes. Mr. Julio? Yes. Vice Chairman DeSeo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Salina? Yes. That's it. Okay, next on the agenda is a memorialization of resolution application number 2022-15. Uh, we have not actually been able to review the uh, the resolution, so we're gonna we're gonna carry that to the next meeting. So next on the agenda is our new application, uh, number 2022-8, preliminary subdivision and preliminary and final site plan approval for the Haven at Seabright Densholz uh, acquisitions. A little housekeeping on uh, this one, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Ms. Mitchell and I have had an opportunity to review the applicant's uh, notice for the application. Everything appears to be in order. Um, and before we go any further, does anybody in the public have any comment about the sufficiency of the notice and the contents of the notice itself before we move forward? Uh, not the notice. Yeah. 
Okay, and, and by the way, there's a lot of people in the crowd tonight. Um, the way uh, the proceeding is going to work is that the applicant is going to present their application. And this is my first time uh, sitting up here advising this board. Do you usually take public questions after each witness, or yes. do you do it? We, uh, at, at the end of each uh, testimony, we'll have an open uh, uh, for uh, comments, but not comments, only for questions of the testimony. The comments we save to the end of the meeting. So when, when you do come up and you'll be asked one at a time to come up, come to the microphone, state your name, and you'll be allowed to ask questions of the witness who just testified about their testimony. Um, you will not be giving commentary at that time. If you start to go into commentary, we'll ask you to reserve that until the end. Um, when the time comes that the applicant has completed their case, and all of their witnesses have been, allowed, uh, been asked questions by yourselves and members of the board. Um, then members of the public will be invited up one at a time to provide comments, okay? Um, so if we follow that procedure, everything will go smoothly and everybody will be heard tonight, okay? okay. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, John Junko, Jordan Hunter, and Cecil appearing on behalf of the applicant. As uh, Mr. Asadi just advised, this is an application to permit the development of a, uh, an affordable project here in uh, Seabright. And the project actually will consist of 25 townhomes, 15 condominium units, four single-family homes, and then a remote uh, location within the borough for nine affordable apartments. Seven. Can you repeat that again? Excuse me. How many affordable homes? Seven. Seven. <laughs> Our application uh, doesn't uh, seek any variances, and uh, I have three witnesses this evening. Dan Can you go back, John? Like, you said seven affordable? I mean, I'll wait for your witness, but that's not the information I have. So, just put that in your, in your witness's heads, but I have nine, like you said, so. Yeah. Thank you. So, I, I mean, I don't want to get into it right now, but we as a borough are expecting nine, so you guys can figure that out between now and the time of testifying. I have three witnesses this evening, Mr. Chairman. First, our architect and contour, our civil engineer, Walter Hopkins, and our traffic engineer, John Wright. Um, <coughs> we filed the application. Uh, we've been declared complete. The notice has been accepted. And unless there's any preliminary questions, I would ask your permission to call Mr. Contador. Absolutely, you can proceed. Again, Mr. Chairman, I'm welcome to Mr. Contador as a licensed professional architect in the state of New Jersey. I'm going to ask him to be sworn. I'm going to ask him to present his credentials to you and to uh, determine if you find them acceptable. <coughs> Okay, raise your right hand, please. Yep. Um, do you swear or affirm the testimony you're going to give this evening? Shall be the truth? Yes. State your name, please. Daniel Condator. Uh, spell the last name, please. C O N D A T. I'm sorry, one more time. C O N D A T O R E. C O N D A T O R E. Yes. Correct. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dan, would you advise the board of your licensing, your credentials, and your uh, practical experience as an architect in New Jersey? Sure. Uh, I've been a licensed architect in the state of New Jersey uh, since 2008. I graduated from Roger Williams University with a bachelor's degree in architecture in 2001. 
I am the owner of Mode Architects located in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and I've uh, appeared in various boards up okay. and down. Does anybody have any uh, objections to his credentials? Otherwise, we'll accept it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dan, did you or others under your direction prepare uh, exhibit, uh, <coughs> architectural plans and exhibits to present to the board and to submit for the application? Yes, I did. And in that regard, you're familiar with the property, the redevelopment plan, the ordinance requirements, and the agreement between the applicant and the borough? Yes. Okay. What overall design characteristics did you consider when you were designing the architecture? Well, may I interrupt you? Yes. They have two nice exhibits uh, that I see, three nice exhibits that I see are on the wall there. Yes. Uh, were those prepared by your others under your direction? Yes, they were. Could you just describe yeah, that for the board and could we mark them now, uh, Mr. Chairman? I think it might make it a little easier. Yeah, we'll um, So um, there's, there's three exhibits on there. Why don't we start with the one on the left? Can you just describe what that is? Yeah, that is a uh, three-dimensional rendering of what we know as the condominium building. Okay, we're going to mark that as exhibit A1. Okay. Um, describe that one in the middle, please. Uh, the one in the middle is a three-dimensional rendering of the townhouse, townhome building known as Model B. B is in boy? Yes. Uh, that would be exhibit A2. Is that the largest building? Uh, the one on the left would be the largest building. Do you mean overall or individual? The overall exhibit, Dan, that was prepared by Walter Hopkins. Yes, that, 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 is, that is not part but of it. But that accurately depicts the design and plan for redevelopment? Yes. Well, one of the buildings is phase three, which I think you call it, has 15 uh, units in it? That's, that would be an image of the building on the left. The first one? Yep. Okay. And then the, um, do you want to... Call the overall plan, I'd ask that to be A3. And well, what is that? What's the description of that? It was prepared by Walter Hopkins, our engineer, and uh, it is an overall description of the proposed plan superimposed on the borough, uh, on the borough area showing the adjoining properties in street pattern. Okay, very good. Thank you. So now, Dan, what overall design characteristics did you uh, consider when designing the architecture for this site? I, I mean, as, as part of being adjacent to the downtown and the overall scale of the development, our primary goal is to create harmony within the development itself and also harmony within the downtown community. So we're pulling architectural styles and details that are seen locally and creating uh, its own character itself. So we, we want to stand out and be unique from the sense that there's, you can tell that it's an overall development, but we also wanted to blend in. So the architecture we put together, we feel, um, uh, represents both, both of those things. And um, I can go into that further if you want to go into the plans and stuff. Well, I, what I'd like you to do first is uh, in the initial review, there were variances identified with regard to the size of the building in terms of setback. Is that correct? That's correct. And what did you do about that? So the, the, the condominium building on the left that we're talking about, there was just some minor coordination issues with uh, laying our building footprint uh, with the civil plan, and there were some uh, parts of the building that were uh, within the setbacks. Uh, so what we did is we adjusted the footprint of the building so we did not require any advanced. Or do some setbacks. I mean, they're real minor, 
it was a foot here, a foot there. So we were able to tighten up the building so we can be able to see those variances. So we no longer require those. No. Like no. Okay, now if you would uh, be so kind to just describe to the board. Yeah. The, uh, so, I mean, we, we're, we're lucky in Esbury Park, we, we're very familiar with the coastal architecture up and down the Jersey Shore. Uh, we've done multi-family, single-family developments. Um, you, know, uh, you know, some towns are more traditional than others, and uh, architecture is always changing, always is evolving. Um, I think, in our experience, the, you know, more modern coastal architecture is kind of working its way into this area more than uh, in the past, uh, while some towns uh, have traditional. Um, I, the architecture that we try to put together is kind of that bridge in between. Uh, we're not trying to create something that's sleek and ultra-modern and ultra-contemporary. Uh, at the same time, uh, we're moving away some, from maybe some of the Victorian or the Gable-style architecture. But we're bringing in uh, some of those common materials that you see uh, with the, you know, the cedar-style uh, siding, the, the white windows, the white trim, the lattice work, and the stone base that is very common throughout Seabright and the Monmouth County Shore area. So, in, in our opinion, this is a, a kind of this hybrid of, of the two architecture styles that we feel is harmonious with, with, the, with the area, and, and it creates a really nice, clean, light feeling. I think if you look at the architecture, does it feel heavy and, and imposing on the site? You know, the site is in, Part of the development is part of there's some community aspect to it. There's open land area, so we want to be sensitive to that, and we don't want to overburden that. Um, views are very important to the design of this, so we have you know large uh, uh, areas for outdoor seating for the residents. A lot of glass, a lot of natural light uh, that catch views from the from the west uh, on the riverside and, and to the east towards towards the ocean and the remainder of downtown. Um, you know, things like roof decks and, and vistas are really important. Uh, so overall, I, I think, you know, uh, this is just, uh, we have more renderings if, if anyone has questions, but this is the theme. We've picked two buildings that we felt were pretty prominent. The condominium building is the largest building that we also have. Uh, in between the condominium building and the single family, uh, we have uh, a townhouse uh, development. So um, just to clarify, I think you have Microphones everywhere, right? We're good. I think you have uh, to speak up. Okay. Uh, so this elevation here, this rendering that I'm showing here, would be uh, this uh, townhouse uh, block that's in between the single family and, and the, uh, the condominium building. So, so but while you're there, yep. the condominium building is Exhibit A1, is that correct? Yes, yes. And the townhouse is Exhibit A2. So that's really the style of architecture. Um, I have samples of materials. Well, before you okay. before you go into that, why don't you describe the interior? Sure. The types of units, the sizes, and so forth. All right. We have like really three basic types, even though there's different individual building blocks. We have the single family uh, residential, which is the four units. That's our our single families. Um, they're they're four stories tall with a roof deck. Uh, we have approximately uh, 3,000 square feet of living space, so that doesn't include the garage, storage, and the parking. Um, the units are set up such that the ground floor um, is for storage and parking only. Uh, we are in a, in a flood zone, so there is no living space that is allowed on the ground floor. Um, on, on each second level uh, above that, 
would be your living space. So on the second level, we would have kitchen, dining room, half bathroom, um, and living space. Our third floor would be uh, <coughs> two bedrooms with uh, you know laundry, and our, our fourth story is our master. So the master encompasses the whole fourth, fourth floor. Um, we, we see these as high-end uh, units. You um, feel that having that that fourth story just for the master is a really, really good selling point. It's a really nice uh, feature. Um, each unit is set up uh, to have an elevator. Um, I mean, it would be up to an individual uh, purchaser if they want to install it, but it's set up for that if they choose to do that as people get older uh, and retire and they want to have that ability to have that elevator in there. Um, it's there. And then the um, the rooftop would be uh, accessed by a staircase and the elevator, and then a small outdoor area uh, with a trellis. So that's the basic setup for the uh, single-family units. Um, what floor are they? Uh, Forty-one foot six to the roof. To the roof. Okay. And then there's a ten-foot overrun for the elevator and the staircase. So that, that's a, just a small bump out. How about the condominium? They're they're all they're the same. They're all the same. Yeah, that's correct. So all the buildings are not going to exceed more than 41 feet for the deck. It's 41 foot six is what we have on the plan. Um, building type A. Oh, I just copied that one. Uh, so type Bs and Cs. Those are the townhouses. Um, the townhouses, even though they're in different configurations, they're all set up plan-wise the same. It's, it's actually very similar uh, to the single family, uh, just a smaller, more narrow unit. So um, four stories with a roof deck, uh, approximately 2,000 square feet of living space. So a little, a little, a little bit smaller. Um, second floor, again, living space. Third floor, we have the two bedrooms. And on the fourth store, we have the master with, with the roof. Um, so that, that's the basic concept for, for for the, the kind of for sale type uh, single family units. And then finally, we have a condominium. Um, that one might be better if I bring up the plan can on that just, one. Can you just stop right there? Yep. Can you reconcile that rendering to the site plan? Because oh, yeah. I'm struggling to reconcile the two. So this is facing, this elevation is facing west, west towards the river. I so get it. but. Like, if you look at the site plan, they're staggered. Those, those are staggered. Um, That's not how the footprint looks on your render. That's what I'm asking. Uh, and I don't know if you this We're talking about the uh, townhome building, correct? Right, the building that's immediately to the left of the L-shaped building. Those look like individual units that are staggered, and that does not, that it, I can't reconcile the two. All I can say is, by my testimony, is that when we build these models, right, so with the technology that we use to create plans, is Revit, which is a 3D CAD system. By models, you mean your exhibits? The exhibits, yes. So when we develop on a computer, you know, whatever we build and plan is three-dimensional. So all we're doing is... I get it, but there's been many instances where the civil and the architectural plans don't marry. So while your plans may marry each other, 
what you're showing me and what that civil plan is showing me is very difficult to reconcile. So that's that's the base floor plan. Well, you know what, Dan? I yep. think it might be helpful. Which of you know, what? Let's describe the exhibit you're working from and ask it to be marked as a exhibit. It's, it's phase two, I believe, so he pointed out. I, I don't, it doesn't matter what the page is. I'm just trying to reconcile the architectural plans. We're going to add a dress mark in the exhibit as A4, and that is the. What sheet? No, A100. These, these are the plans that are part of the application data. It looks marked A4 before the, before the board tonight. Yes. Okay. And this is New Town Hotel Development Model B. Represent the sheet number. The sheet number we're looking at now is 800, A100. Now take the riverfront and show how that status, and then show how the riverfront status on A3. Sure. So, I mean, the easiest thing to pick out right away. Dan, stand around this way so the board can see that too. I mean, the clearest one is this, this unit in the middle, right? You have one, two, three units. That third unit protrudes out the most. And then that's the same, that's the same that happens here. That's that third unit. And then they step I mean, yeah. So these two stick out more than those two. This one sticks out the most, and then it steps back this way. Exactly what is shown on the site. That's fine. I just... I feel like it's difficult to reconcile, that's all. Okay. Well, it appears your testimony is that the um, townhome units to, on the western side will be staggered. Yes. The way they appear to be in uh, Exhibit A3. Yes. Right? Mr. Right. Chairman, I think what's going on here is I'm looking at both right now. The, the second floor decks are much straighter. And they make the whole building look straighter, and I think that's what our planner's talking about, Jen, talking about. When you look at the rendering you showed before, which is A whatever, two? A2. Mm -hmm. Go to the second floor. And the first floor no, does. No, no, A2. Not your plan. The 3 d A2. Exhibit A2. Yep. I'll get that. I got it. I got it. It does. That's the Riverside. It doesn't look staggered the way that the site plan looks staggered. So that's that's the that's the disconnection that I'm having. I understand that your architectural plans look like the civil plans, but what you're showing me here and how it looks from a rendering, it looks straight across. If you look at the at the like you're saying that the porches, they look straight across. Nothing happens here. Did you say? Sorry. Yeah. So this is the. the this is the unit that sticks out the most right here. That's the, the, the third one in. You can see the elevator, right? That's where the elevator is. That's this tower element. That protrudes out beyond the next one. And then you can see where it steps back again here. And these two. I understand. I'm just saying that okay. from, a, from a visual perspective, it, it is a little deceptive based upon when you're looking at the plan which looks like it's more staggered. Okay. So, I mean, that's just my opinion on, sure. the, on the architecture. And I get you guys have put that out, but I'm just saying that it, this is not your typical townhouse section. When you, when you look at a typical townhouse, it's, this looks more like a multifamily building. 
and, the, and I'm going to leave it to the board as to whether or not the architectural is, accept, is acceptable. That's not my call, mm -hmm. but this is not what I would typically see in a townhouse. You would see, you would be able to distinguish between this unit, this unit, this unit, this unit. That's not what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing a multifamily building there, mm -hmm. which is fine. I'm not opining one way or the other, mm -hmm. but I'm saying that the architecture here is not your typical townhouse architecture. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. It's more like a multi-family building. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, we were working on the floor plans on the uh, floor plan. So I think on this... Is that yet another? Place, that exhibit hasn't yet been marked. No, it has not. Dan, could you describe it? We'll ask... Uh, um, these, the are the plan, these are the plans submitted for the condominium building. Um, I will start with A100. These were part of this in the submission. Okay. okay. Um, so on, on this project, the, the ground floor is primarily service and parking. Uh, we have a double loaded corridor for parking. Can you start that? Sure. Yeah. I'll stand on this side. I don't know. Uh, so we have one-way parking, uh, so this would be the north side of the site, so if you're, if you're going to go back to this, there'll be testimony on this, but you'll be entering on the north side, there's a one-way through and an exit on the other. So we have double-loaded corridor parking. Um, the, the entire parking area, so you see by the rendering, is, uh, is screened. We have our egress staircases that are required. You can enter a lobby hallway area from within the garage or from within the street off the sidewalk. So you can enter here. Uh, we have a bike room. We have a trash area. So these are trash chutes. So we'll have the trash kept within the building um, and it'll be dumped from the trash chute into the bins. And then during the trash collection days, when that's scheduled, uh, we'll bring them out to this area on the site where they'll get picked up. And then the maintenance crew will bring them back in. And then here we have an elevator. Can you go over that trash again? There are individual containers then that'll be taken out? Yes, yes. They'll be stored within the, within this trash room. Is that so an we'll enclosed room then? That's or? an enclosed room, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a chute. So the person on each level will be able to go from their floor. So every every you you're gonna utilize our township uh, garbage pickup then? I don't have that answer. In private? I think they were private in a collection, Mr. Chairman. But you'll have to carry all the cans no, out. Yeah, the no, maintenance the person will have to bring the cans out to the street for collection and then bring them back in after the park. Most of the, the floors are typical. Um, yes. so is this A101? A this, A, this is A101. Um, floors are very similar. A5 is, uh, we're going to mark that as, uh, I guess that's what we've been doing, so we'll mark that as Exhibit A5. This, this is part of the original plans, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. Do we need to mark the ones that are part of the original plan? No. no. Well, it was submitted to the uh, with the application, but it hasn't been worked as an exhibit before the board tonight. So why don't we call exhibit A4 
the full set of architectural plans. Okay. So this will be part of A4. Correct. Sure. Okay. Uh, to, to, to get, I don't want to get away from the garbage right now because I'm sure that's going to be a concern. Yeah. Are you going to have some kind of a custodian working at the building that will be taking care of this? Yes. Or it's going to be up? There'll be, a, there'll be a, a maintenance staff person. So it's not up to the tenants to take them out? Or no, anything. no. Tenants only bring it to the chute within their and level. Then, and as soon as they're picked up, he's going to bring yeah. them back. Yeah, there. the tenant has no access to the trash room. Okay. Uh, so this is the, uh, the, the, the second floor. Um, really, you know, what we're trying to do is we have uh, a series of, uh, uh, sorry for a second, uh, two bedroom units, uh, four on each level, and then we have a, uh, a, a three bedroom unit on, on the corner. Uh, we have some amenity space for a gym, and then we have some flex space. Uh, the flex space within the building is used if there's an owner or resident wants to have a birthday party for their child or something like that, they can, they can take that space, set it up. Uh, we might use it as a business center, so if you want to work at home, set up some desks and internet where people can leave their unit if you're here for a significant amount of time and, you know, can go down there and do some work. Um, the units are, are um, you know, a decent size. The smallest unit is 1,200 square feet. Uh, you know, uh, each unit has a, a balcony, you know, trying to capture the views, you know, whether they're facing west or facing north, and I'm in the Spanish unit to have a view going east. Um, then we have storage, maintenance, utilities, and our egress. Again, it's basically the, each unit, this, this level is the third level, that's sheet A102, uh, basically the same. A little bit of a larger unit in the corner uh, where we don't have the gym. Uh, we still have that same flex amenity space. Uh, this unit on the corner remains a three bedroom. The remainder of the units are, are two bedrooms. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's a similar layout. Uh, A103 is the fourth level. Uh, the difference here is that these individual units at this level will have a private staircase that takes them to a roof deck. Um, so we have, I'll, I'll show you the roof plan in a second. Uh, they'll have their own roof area, but there will also be um, a community roof space as well. Let me show you that. So this is the overall roof layout. So you can see here, each one of the units below has a private staircase. They'll have a, a private roof deck area. But at the same time, uh, you know, this elevation, I mean, we have, we'll have views of both sides, west and east, that want to take advantage for the remainder of the people uh, that have units on the floor below. So we've offered a community roof deck space as well. Yeah, and I think the board members are having trouble seeing. Oh, if you can yeah. move over to the I know. So Somebody's got it. I know. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's this, the general layout. Yeah. Well, Mr. Chairman, would you like Dan to explain that again? Huh? I think everybody's. No, no, no we're just sure. we're with it. I think it's okay now, but. Well, you, what kind of railings you can present to us? So uh, we have cable railings. Cable railings? Yeah. Mr. Chairman, questions? Are you ready for that? 
you, are you finished with your uh, testimony? No, sorry, sorry. Got more questions? Or you can no. ask questions now. Do no, you have anything else to describe about either the condominium or the townhouse building? No, I do not. Okay. Did you bring any samples of the materials? Yes, I did. Did you demonstrate those to the Sure. Do those pictures the question now? Go, go right ahead. Do those pictures depict exactly what the style of the exterior is going to be as far yeah. as material? Yes. I have two shades that are very similar. Okay. So we like them both. Like if the board had a favor of one, we'd be open to your opinion on it. Um, but what we're doing is obviously um, we're trying to create a, like a cedar shape look, but we're not going to use real cedar. This is a product called uh, New Cedar, which is basically a, a vinyl composite. It's an individual shape. You put it on just like you're putting on a, a cedar shingle. It's pre-finished. It has a really long warranty. It does really well in this weather. So between a combination of this and you know your typical uh, ASIC material that you see here, those are the two base materials throughout the entire design. So everything's going to be sort of neutral colors. You're not going to come up with a pink building and a. <laughs> These are the two that we're proposing. So one's a little grayer than the other one. This light is not good for because we got a lot of blue light in here, so you're not really getting a good look at it. But I think earlier in the process there was a debate about whether it was going to be grayish or bluish or brownish. Yeah. And. Needless to say, that one of our clients picked the, 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 the yeah. consultants so we, recommended a different one for the winter one. Would you call that grayish or bluish? <laughs> if you saw this one in the sun, like real sun, it has a little blue, like a bluish slate hue to it. It doesn't really show up well here because this light is not. And this is more of a gray. So that almost looks like more like a, would end up looking like more like a weathered cedar, the grayer one at the end. If you take a white cedar and you let it age, the rare one would be similar to that effect. Our town basically is somewhat of a historic town, and we like to try to keep some of the traditional stuff. I, this is very modern for me, but uh, uh, we just don't want any wild, crazy colors. I see some commercial buildings come out with no, orange and green. What and you see in the red is what we're proposing. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. As long as that's the testimony, they're not going to make crazy colors. <laughs> <laughs> Our client uh, understands the uh, coloring, coloring issue, if you will, and uh, that's why we're proposing the colors. And that's been part of the process of uh, going through the review of the plans and plan preparation over the past uh, multiple months. Do those samples have uh, like product codes on the color codes on them or anything like that? As far as, as just it, like names to the colors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's names on the back of them. One is Argus and the other one is Ico. Intellectual Gray. Yeah. I, I Dave, can I ask a question? Uh, can, you, can you explain the uh, rooftop decks and the height above the floor surface of those decks? What's it going to be? And what's it made of? The trellis itself? Yeah, all well, of yeah, them. Let's start with no, the talking about the, the walking like surface. It's, it's going to be well, the tile. Also the height. I'm worried about oh. the height. Looks like it's going to be at 50 feet above grade. So, the, like you said, the, the roof line, the main roof line, is uh, at 41 foot six, and then this element here, where the stairs and the elevator are, are additional, is an additional 10 feet. So that is 50 feet there. The roof will be built up. We'll put a floating. What about the trellis? Like your the trellis is level with the top of the roof. 
It's not any higher than, it won't be any higher than the elevator overrun, which is the 10 feet that we have on our elevator. And there will be, will there be walls or will there be open fences? No, there will be no walls. There's, there's no walls. We have railings in the areas where we have the, the patio area. So we wouldn't be, and you know, if you look at the plane, we're not, we're not um, just putting a, a surface over the whole area of the single families. Mm -hmm. This one's a little bit different. So we have some areas that don't have, um, we have this is like a mechanical area, so this will be screened in the middle. Uh, we have some areas that don't have any access to it. So it's not just a blanket floor and a wall that goes around. So where we have walking surfaces, we'll have railings that, you know, we try to keep light and transparent. There's no, no parapet wall, so to speak. Can you can you reconcile then, or is there going to be some? There's going to be some professionals to reconcile compliance with the height, because building height 42 feet, and then it says other elements, which is mezzanine, bulkhead, stairs, parapet. Yep. But that roof is not any of those things. So can you? Is there going to be someone who can reconcile what you're proposing with? The requirements of the other development plan. I, if you can clarify the question, um, what element is above? Well, we have the we have the bulk. I'm not worried about the elevator. The other area where you're going to have people. The that, trellis. The trellis. The that, trellis. Yeah, that's not what this says. It doesn't. It's not defined in here as an element that is allowed to go to 52 feet. So is there some person other than you that's going to be able to reconcile compliance with the ordinance or the redevelopment plan? No, obviously it doesn't comply if it wasn't specifically written in there. Well, if it doesn't comply, that's the variance and we need to stop. This chair will simply remove them. Okay, we'll put that on the record that the trellis system will be removed and not reflected on the final plans. Is it just the railings? The trellis, yeah. because it creates a roof line that exceeds the so allowable height. Even though it's open, I guess it doesn't fall in our, our ordinance. So. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's very clear what uh, is allowed to go to 52 feet in the redevelopment plan, and that's not one of those items. So either we have to stop and revisit, or they can remove it. So they can they, they it. And you're specifically talking about the trellis. Just yes, trellis. like the elevator overrun, that's different. But where you're going to have public and there's a roof and et cetera, that's not included in the allowable overruns of the 52 feet. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I have a couple questions. Certainly. Okay, Dan, thank sure. you. I think well covered. Um, there was a concern early on that the area up top of the elevator is, you, you said it, but I just want to make sure it gets on the record, mm -hmm. has no living area whatsoever. Right? No. It is access to the roof only. Correct. There will be no storage area, no seating area, or anything up there to increase the site view or blockage no. other than the elevator or stairway. Yes. Yeah. And the, the corridor that's associated, like the connection vestibule if you want to call it between them. Okay, because I know one of the things that you're trying to do and we're trying to do is minimize the, the highest view, so to speak, of blockage of. Correct. And the only thing that will be at that height is the elevator stairway access. Yes. Okay. The second thing, and maybe there's a better place to talk about this, if there is, I'll certainly wait. 
But um, you didn't say anything on, on your site plan about uh, public access amenities. That is, that's going to come up yes. later on. Yes, that's okay. Right. Thank you. Any other members of the board have any questions of this testimony? Okay, uh, how many units total are in the condominium section? The condo building has uh, 15. 15. There's no other questions from the board. We'll open it to the public. Is there anybody in the public that would like to have a question to this testimony? Can you stand and state your name? Hi, uh, Chris Jerry, uh, 15 Church. Hi, um, could you explain a little bit more to me about the garbage area? Will, will the, the shoot or whatever area be closed? Will it be venting? Will it be open? It'll, it'll need to be vented. It'll be enclosed within the building. So it's an interior it's an interior room. And it's very common for multi-family buildings. I'm just trying to see if it's going to be vented to my backyard or it's going to be vented to the side. So Jerry, how do you spell your last name? Uh, J-E-R-R-Y. Just mm -hmm. like first name. Yeah, so, um, well, I mean, if, if it is a concern, we could definitely uh, pipe the venting. Like, so it doesn't have to vent directly in the wall. It's something we'd be, you know, we can do. We can vent it, you know, offset towards the, to the public way. It's not a problem for us. If I can interrupt for a second. Yeah. When, when we approved the, uh, the Tommies, uh, they actually installed somewhat of a, like a purification system to vent it out. Yeah, those are options too. So we, we, it's something that we can look at. Because in the summer with garbage sitting there, I'm sure it's going to make some odors and the people next door. Not yes, and there will be that element of, of deodorizing and sanitation, and also just you know shifting the vent to you know diffuse somewhere else uh, closer towards maybe the street line. We could always run a simple duct and vent out the side. It's not, it's not right. So is, is the notion to bring the cans just right outside, or is it to bring them to the street, or what's, what would I, I, I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to say because I don't know actually how the person's hauling is where, where they would stop. Um, and the idea that we bring them out to the loading area, which is here, and then uh, maybe they if you have a loading dock area for a truck to back into, is that the idea? Yes. <coughs> yes. Do you have a, a, another rendering of that other building, the condo building, the other side of it? Because that's what we're going to be all looking at. I mean, this looks beautiful from the front, but we're not going to be looking at that. So. Uh, yeah. I don't have them in the back. I mean, I have other. Is it so much the back of the townhouse going to be shown there? I think it's actually. I don't want to speak. I think it's better than this, actually. Because there are balconies? Oh, there's just the balconies from a couple of units. Along the front, 
that element with the vertical siding, which you see here, the glass corner, which is similar. So, you know, these elements are very similar. Um, the siding, glass on the corner, those all balconies running in the center there? Is, is that yeah, that's a balcony for the flex spaces. Those, those flex spaces are. Flex spaces? Yeah, that sounds like a lot of noise to me, community spaces. A lot of, a lot of people hang out, a lot of noise. So I'll just, my opinion on that, so don't strip me out there. But, um, okay, um, and again, the entrance to the unit on off of Church Street, that's one way in. Yes. I'm an engineer testifies, he'll go over site plans okay. and, and uh, driving and parking and the, yeah, he's, I was told we're gonna have time. the architect who just yeah. drew the building okay. here. Right. Yeah, I'm just not the best person for site site layout. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question about recycling. Yes, let me finish the, the oh, we're in a public session right now. Is there anybody? Yes, stand and state your name. Christophe, C9 Church Street in Seabank. Is it appropriate at this time to ask questions about bulkheading? Or does that come in another No, that'll session? be later with the engineer. Okay. Okay. I just didn't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Stand and state your name. I'm going to get on uh, Street. So I know we're looking at the uh, townhouses and the condos. Mm -hmm. um, are plans for the single-family homes going to be approved tonight as well? So we're going to see those. I, I just I described them, uh, but I can show them to you if, you, if you'd like to. Do we have anyone to see? Someone in the public would like to see it, yes. Sure. Sound like the other exhibits were prepared by you all in this direction? Yes. Could you describe it and then we'll ask it to be marked as the next exhibit, which I think will be A5? That's correct. These were part of... Okay. Yeah, 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 what, what are they? These are new town home development model A. Um, I'll go to page A100. Clarify, there was a comment in Jen's. It says town home on the title block because it's a uniform title block, but these are single family houses on this, this set. I'll try to stand somewhere where everybody can see, but I don't know how well it's going to Okay, so this is the ground floor level. Uh, we're looking at A100, the ground floor. Uh, this is the, the, the garages, and you'll see in the site plan, uh, are facing uh, west. And um, the rear, if you want to call it the rear, faces, no, sorry, the space is east and then the rear faces west. Sorry about that. So you enter, you can, I, I got confused. The garages are facing east, aren't they? Yes, correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, sorry. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we have a two-car garage uh, entry into a foyer, the vestibule, foyer area, staircase, elevator towards the back. And then access to uh, uh, through the garage to the back area, uh, a small mechanical room, and then uh, a little, little fenced-in area to kind of enclose better private space. Um, going up, 
this, the second level, we have an open staircase uh, going from east to west. We have a kitchen along uh, the eastern wall, uh, dining room in the middle, very open floor plan, uh, free flow, lots of light there coming through. Uh, with balconies on the west side, on the river side, with stairs that can go down directly uh, from the outside. Uh, again, that elevator, we have a small outer room and closets in the corner. And here we are on the third level. So you come up the stairs, we have a laundry room, we have a dryer, bathroom. One of the cool things that we wanted to create was a nice two-story volume. So the living space below um, is open. So that, that living space is a two-story height space, uh, which we think is really special. And then you have this kind of open railing area, uh, like a little den sitting area. And then we have uh, uh, two bedrooms. And then going up to the, the top, the fourth level, and this will be the master suite. So uh, along the eastern wall, going east to west again, we have the master bath, the shower, uh, freestanding tub, you know, his and her walk-in closets. Uh, we have the, the bed area, but then we also create this sitting area uh, for, for, the, for the master that has that view west with the private balcony, which we think is going to be a, a little special place to be. The space between, so I see that there's four units there, the space yeah. between two that are next to each other, how much the fits difference between uh, I, I don't have that in, it's, it's on the site plans, so I don't, I don't have that in the job. I can't answer that. Okay. And then again here, you come up the stairs, there's an elevator and the roof access. Uh, and then this is the roof that area here. So are they all essentially the same square footage? Yeah. Pretty much the same. <coughs> they're the same. Okay. Yeah, all four of the same. So the, the renderings there to your right, yes. that's indi indicative of the um, west facing view. So yes. if you were standing in the river, that's what you'd be saying. Yes, that's correct. So the trellis, trellis is on that on that rooftop? Well, no, everything that's above that has that Are they putting up the showers there? Um, I don't know off the top of my head if we were planning out those showers at this time. I mean, we should, but now there's some, there are regulations because we are in a flood zone and you're not, not supposed to have a drink. The answer technically is not. What is this one? This is a rendering of the east elevation of the single family uh, housing. Okay. You want to mark it as A6? What was the description of that again, please? It's elevation, the single families, east. Yes. Okay. Again, we see the trellises. Yes. Mm -hmm. All trellises are going to be removed. Saves you, saves you money. <laughs> so, that's not a good point. Can I jump? I don't know. That's not. Well, I'm going to start. Yeah, so, I mean, quickly, this is the, uh, 
it, you see the, the, the entrance to the garage, it's recessed underneath the house that gives some cover for the, the entrance to the, to the house. Uh, there's a small little balcony on the second floor, uh, and, and you know, uniformity in the windows, highlighting uh, what that power um, element is, and, and then the use of the, the siding that I, I described. Uh, trying to bring those features, you know, around up this side of the top. I have, especially the lower levels, have the views that go to the west. The western side is going to have large, uh, you know, which I think is appropriate because you know, other residences nearby and you want to be staring into. So there's two car garage, yeah. and then would you say there's space for two cars in the driveway? I believe so. Yes. Well, you, for those single-family homes, you're only required two parking spaces per home. Are they going to, they're going to be in, under the building, aren't they? Uh, we can put two in the garage and then partially two in the driveway, so. But we have an ordinance that you can't park in the front set back, or it won't qualify, it won't qualify for uh, a legitimate <coughs> parking space. That, that, so you really have to just designate that the two parking spaces in the garage are... Walter will have to answer that okay. since he's did the site plan. I don't know where those parking the, the driveway sets up with the boundary. We're not saying you can't park out there, but you can't use it as a calculation for your correct. Car. And the, I, you know, I can't speak to that. Is there anybody else in the public? We stand and state your name. Yeah, I got Bellevue Twenty Two Church Street. Um, a couple questions on that on the building lines your a 200s elevations that were there's a lot of documents on the website so i don't know what's yep. correct or not but it's an a a 200 elevation calls for a uh nine foot five uh first floor elevation or first elevated floor elevation correct if you look at the contour lines we're at there's an existing contour of three and four that goes to the existing site it appears that the site is being lifted to about the five contour maybe six so um, to create swales and other things. So the building here is shown as a very flat, but the, the slope on the driveway is 10%. Um, so, so this building is not sitting flat on the ground like it's shown in this image, it's being lifted. Let me clarify, um, as far as datums are set up, the datums on our architectural elevations are based They're relative. Like, they're relative, they're zero. Um, I can't speak to the grading part of it, how we grade around the building. Um, I know there is, uh, some grading away from the building for drainage and to try to get those uh, the parking in the garage as, as high as we could just you know just in any case of any little ponding in the street or whatever it's not going into the garage itself so they are slightly elevated I can't speak to it technically that will have to come from so I'll reserve the rest of my yeah. yeah thanks but the elevations that you are talking about are based on the the, the height of the property around, not sea level elevations. Yes, that's correct. So that's something you might want to clarify. It's, it's not elevation nine from sea level. I realize that. It's, okay. I realize that. I'm at my own table <coughs> to find out how, how high that, that piece of property is being lifted. And somebody back here has a question. Can you stand and state your name? Drew Miller, 16 Church Street. Um, so, mm -hmm. a couple of questions. I, I noticed uh, on this rendering, there's a lot of grass, trees. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that is going to stay the way they are in the future? Uh, 
I mean, we worked off of the site plans, but we were not responsible for landscaping. It's part of the, uh, the civil testimony, so they'll go into more depth about the, land, the final landscaping design. Okay. And that would also include this area? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's, um, that's not I thought that there was going to be some kind of walk on the river. Again, the, en the engineer will go over all this. Yeah. This is strictly the architectural yeah, yeah, yeah. buildings. I don't know if I'm asking the right questions. But uh, also on the building that we're looking at, I don't understand what the top part is. What is that? But, well, this is coming away. This, this was a trellis. Okay. So we're removing it. Okay. So there's not going to be any kind of canopy or anything? No, there's no, there's no hard roof over the roof deck area. Okay. Well, why is that? No, they just agreed to remove them. Yeah, we brought that, that question up. Misinterpretation on our part of the redevelopment. We thought they were allowed, oh, and they're not, so we're going to remove them. Oh, I think the question was, what was the purpose? Right? No, no. <laughs> is that you're referring to that as the gables? Is that it? No, no. I, I, I'm a little. I didn't know what that was. No, it's just it's so, a so, it's so, a little roof trap. So we were proposing. Oh. The reason why I'm also asking is because. Where I live, based upon the elevation of the structures, mm -hmm. I'm wondering yeah, what was agreed upon versus what I'm mm -hmm. Yeah, we're moving this morning. Can you please stand? And yes, hi. I'm um, Kathleen Reeser, 23 Beach Street. And I just wanted to know if the single family homes will also be the neutral colors or can they take out their own colors? No, it's all developed as one uniform color. Yes, please. Uh, Mark Hutchman, 21st Street. So I was also looking at the drawings that are online uh, on the elevations. I think specifically on the condo building. Your testimony was 51 foot 6 for all the buildings? No. Yes, I believe, yes. 41. I, I'm, 41. I'm pretty sure, and I might be mistaken, I saw a 53 foot 6 inch dimension for the height of the condo building. So, okay. The testimony was 41.6 and then the additional 10 feet for yeah. the stairwell and the the end of the public questions. We'll close the public at this time. Oh, Sorry. Uh, one more? I just wanted to clarify that the individuals are not going to be at the 50 foot level. They're going to be lower at the 41.6. Is that going to be the height of walking onto the roof and, and you know, socializing? <laughs> the, roof, the roof level is at 41 foot 6. And then it's 10 foot for the stair. Everything is pretty much the same 
across the board. Uh, also, I was wondering how long it's going to take to build all this. I cannot speak to that. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure my client wants to as fast as possible. By the time they put the bulkhead in and get through all the paperwork, it's going to be a while. <laughs> yes, sir. A lot of moving parts. Huh? All right, if there's no other questions from the public, we'll close the public portion. Uh, there's no other questions from the, uh, from the board? I, I, wanted, I, I wanted to ask about the recycling. Sure. Now, the recycling, you know, the big cardboard boxes are not going to put down the shoot. Yeah. So what are you going to do about that? So we'll have to work with the building management to have some kind of collection process within the building where that gets picked up by the maintenance team. I see. Is this maintenance person going to be living there or just coming there? Just no, they'll be employees. They'll be there during the day at all time? Uh, probably not all the time. Would it be more like a superintendent? So somebody would be there for maintenance as well, and for so. So I have a question. I just wanted to make sure it well clarified. There's elevators in both the condos and the townhomes. Correct. Okay, and they all have the same height. Yes. Okay, if that's it, then thank you for your testimony. Um, so I live on Church Street, and I'm assuming when this is going to be built, it's going to be a lot of trucks coming down the street. When do you think on the actual job site, if they're going to be able to house the material, or is this going to be just constant, you know, back and forth? The trucks, in other words, bringing the material and I can get a traffic engineer here that's going to testify to like the traffic and the trip distribution and stuff like that. Thank you. I don't think that's an architectural question. Thank you. All right, thank you for your testimony. Thank you. The next person you like to Walter Hoffman, please. This is your engineer. Yes. Mr. Chair, I'm going to offer Mr. Hoffman, the expert in the field of civil engineering. And uh, welcome as the expert witness to the board. We ask the heat please go ahead. Raise your right hand. If you swear or affirm that this money you are about to give, show me the truth. Yes, sir. State your name. Walter Hopkin. And spell your last name, please. H O P K I M. Okay. And your credentials will be? Sure. I'm a licensed uh, engineer in the states of New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. I'm a certified municipal engineer in the state of New Jersey. Sounds I'm good happy. to me. Does anybody have any other questions? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, well, you and others under your direction designed all the plans that are presented before the board this evening. Yes. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So, could you just describe the preliminary and final major subdivisions and site plans that you prepared? Sure. It's a 2.66 acre site. The board obviously knows the location. It's west of Ocean Avenue, generally along the river. And the project runs from almost Beach Street down to River Street. Um, the addresses are 31 New Street, 21, 40, 42, and 50 Church Street, 4, 8, and 10 Front Street, 9, 15, and 16 South Street, 6, 8, and 10 River Street. Uh, Poppy Place is also uh, part of this uh, the, the site, uh, which will be uh, vacated. It's also known as Block 13, Lots 13 through 18, 20 through 22, 
lot 14, lots 12 and 14, and lot 15, lots 5 and 12. It is located in your river properties redevelopment plan area. Um, as the board's well aware, the, the site currently is a mix of um, various buildings, commercial uses, and a lot of pavement. Um, what we're proposing, uh, we fully intend to comply with your redevelopment plan. You can see we've already made an adjustment to make sure that we do. Uh, so all the bulk and other requirements, we intend to comply. Um, there are four single-family homes. Um, there is seven feet between uh, two, there's two groupings. There's seven feet between the two. And then um, there is a uh, the boat ramp is being relocated uh, between um, the two groupings, and that's approximately 35 feet. There's a 15-unit condo building. Uh, there's a new bulkhead that's proposed along the entire uh, frontage, or river frontage, with a park that has uh, amenities, a boardwalk, reconfigured boat ramp. There's off-street parking that's proposed, as well as well, on-street parking. Leave, before you leave the bulkhead and the uh, riverfront, would you mind going in the exhibit and demonstrating exactly where that bulkhead is going to be? And the extent of what is being replaced by our client? Sure, the bulkhead goes from uh, this area here, which is almost to uh, B Street, almost goes all along the river frontage, to uh, River Street. No. No. That will be set at elevation 9.0 nice. and will have a 10 foot uh, wide boardwalk at minimum uh, along the Elevation is going to be 9, is it? Yes. It goes 7. It will be 9. You like to <coughs> You raise it to 9? I, we didn't raise it to 9. The plan says 7.2. Plan says 7. I believe. Um, <coughs> that's our requirement in town to go to 7. We do have nine. I, I did see that seven okay. yeah. uh, shot, but it is not. On a previous discussion with you and me, we talked about being higher at nine, and then the ordinance obviously will uh, govern. But then the bulkhead will be higher than the boardwalk? No, but they'll be at the same elevation. The boardwalk's going to be at elevation nine also? Yes. <coughs> now, how do you address the boat ramp? So the boat ramp will go, uh, there'll be a break in it, and what we've done is we've We've kind of elevated the boat ramp so that water doesn't come up it. So, uh, so it goes up and then down a little bit okay. up there is what we've proposed um, to try to keep the water out at the boat ramp. Okay, and, and then one of the questions in the engineering was is uh, the boat ramp has no no parking facilities or any. I mean, how, what, how is it going to be utilized? So is it just for kayaks and things like that? I or? apologize. Your redevelopment plan does require two spaces. We do show two spaces. It's very vague here. They're just not labeled. Uh, I have to apologize for that. But as you can see, there's a gravel walk from, from the boat ramp that takes you out onto Front Street, and then there's two spaces that go along there. So Will they have a sign walk if they're dedicated for this purpose? We, we can work with the engineer to provide and DPW to provide appropriate signage throughout the site. Because if it's going to be, I, I can't imagine it being using regular boats there. I mean, between the trailer and the car, or the length of the parking space required, the car to be able to maneuver backing all the way down there, up the hill, and down into the water. I, I, thought, I thought it was envisioned as a kayak. Yeah, I think it should, we should relabel it as a kayak. <laughs> I'm not a boat guy, but I tend to agree with you. <laughs> so, since they brought it up, um, the gravel walkway going down, um, could you make that a little bit more durable? Uh, I can ask the EP. 
Okay. So it's part of the I, I think everybody's covered the situation. The applicant would be willing to do that. We're not sure we'd be able to get it because, hey, it's, it's right next to the uh, road. You know, well, it's, there's a long distance between the road and, and down, and maybe part of it, you're using pervious pavers on the walkway going through the site. Uh, maybe you can at least do the first areas adjacent to those two parking spaces a little further down. Something so that it's not so all over the place. So instead of gravel, you want it to be the pavers? Or whatever you choose. Something. But something that you can improve support. Well, something like that would be acceptable. In fact, our client would agree now if you wanted to make it the pavers, we'll do that. If you want us to make a different proposal, we'll take a look at it. And that may be the proposal, or we may do something else. But we'll certainly do it. Certainly willing to accommodate the direction. I, 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 can't, I, don't, I can't understand this bulkhead. Now, what? How high are our borough borrowers? 7.2 is the elevation in the, in the ordinances. So the, it's so required the, for all so the ground down. elevation here is approximately 2, correct? <coughs> Most of the area is 2 in that area of elevation. Um, so in the, on, towards the Beach Street, if you don't mind, I, 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 you want that answer from Mr. Hoder for me because I'm, I'm happy. I don't have the green okay. plan in front of me. So. Yeah, so, so towards Beach Street, it's as low as 2. Uh, and then it gradually increases in the, in the larger area, um, the large green area, where the neighborhood four in that area. And the bulkhead's going to be at nine. Yes. So it's going to be seven feet above the ground at the northern end. So we're going, yes, but we're, we're tapering the grading down to kind of provide like a, like an amphitheater. So there's not going to be a wall there holding up the boardwalk? There will be a wall, yes. Jennifer, what do you think of the elevation nine? I think. I mean, that's great for 300 years from now. Full <laughs> of questions. Aesthetically, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's, it's really that's true. Standing on the ground, you wouldn't be able to even look over the boardwalk. Yeah, standing on the ground. If you're standing on the ground there in the that grassy area, you wouldn't be able to see the water. The bulkhead would be seven feet above where you're standing. That's all in me. Yeah. You, I, I guess you had something to do with asking for nine. I didn't have anything to do. No. Well, I, I talked about it. We previously talked about it going to nine, but I believe there's an ordinance in town. I was just about to look it up, saying that all bulkheads have been set at seven point two for any new projects. Mm -hmm. I think you're gonna have to change. You're, 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 you're. I know that for a fact because I'm putting in a bulkhead right yes. now. I had to get a permit for it's it. Not yeah, it's not a minimum. Yeah, Dave, that, that, that's a minimum requirement. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's not a required that it has to be 7 foot or 7.2 foot. My, I understand your point, and I don't know if I want to debate it here, but in my mind, if the developer wants to put in 9 feet, it's increased flood protection for that part of the town. It is, but there's an aesthetic issue, too. There's what? There's an aesthetic issue. I understand. When you have a walkway and then you have, like, so it's basically like a two-and-a-half-foot wall, yeah. two-foot wall that you're walking on. So while the elevation overall is something that you may want to defer, but how it impacts like the aesthetics of this project, this is the time to talk about it. So on, on I'm trying to see what this is, uh, sheet seven, um, that has your elevations on the grassy area? Yes. Am I reading this right? It's about six, seven, five, six, seven feet. So we go. So we go to an area in the 
kind of goes down to a pole almost. Okay. Hang on, I just want to mark this set of plans as A7. Um, Walter, can you describe our plans for me? Those are plans prepared by our office, WJH Engineering. Um, entitled Preliminary Final Major Subdivision and Site Plan, Haven at Seabright, last revised January 31st, So if you really want the view, you go up on the walkway. Correct. Although if you were standing in the middle of that, at about six or seven feet, it's still okay. you, you can still see it. Right. We're, we're balancing, Unless you're a child. We're balancing protection with aesthetics. Correct. The gentleman uh, accurately indicated that the roads are you know, towards the beach street. They're in the two, three foot elevation, and they climb to, to five. So we have, we're, we're not raising roads. We're slightly raising the proposed homes in the right above them, and then we're, we're ramping up behind them to the bulkhead. Like I said, I didn't see the grading plan. Now it makes a little more sense what you create. I thought you were going to be down at two at the bottom of the grass and looking up over the wall. That's ridiculous. But, but back to this situation on elevations, uh, are you going to get into how you're going to provide drainage? Sure. I, sure. Well, did you compare a drainage <laughs> I did. I did. And, and in the, in, um, so to, to kind of give the board an overview of, of how we're dealing with drainage, the, the site naturally breaks um, currently between New Street and Church Street. So I'm oversimplifying this a bit, but the portion of the site um, mid, midway between New and Church drains ultimately to Beach Street, to your, to your pump station. There's an existing stormwater system that conveys it down there. And, and the rest goes out towards River Street. Um, we, can, we propose to continue those same drainage patterns. So the, uh, the water um, from midway between New Street and the, the new Front Street will drain towards Beach Street, to your existing pump station. The other will go out to River Street. Now, well, is there an existing pump station there? So there is not. Um, oh, I and think so. What's, <laughs> so what's being uh, proposed as part of this is that there will be a pump station that the developer will contribute um, a significant amount towards as part of the redevelopment plan um, that the borough will build with those funds. Uh, what we're doing is several of those streets are dead-end streets with um, pipes that extend out into um, into the river. We're going to intercept those, take our drainage as well as the existing drainage, and take it down to the to the River Street uh, pump station. No, that's that's most important. I, you know, our, our natural drainage is not is failing a little bit. We're <laughs> challenging. Uh, elevationally challenged. Because we we have at least five or ten significant floods every year, and this is all going to be terrible condition if we don't have a good pumping s s 
Now, we are, we are reducing the impervious surfaces significantly, as you can, if the board has kind of a visual of what the site looks like now, you see a lot more green area there. It's uh, 0.85 acres of impervious, so either buildings or paving that are going to be removed as a part of this application. Does grass survive when it's been inundated with salt water four or five times a year? No, not mine. No. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, can I just say something? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So right now the town is involved in a comprehensive review of the flooding situation that we have now. Right? And we're looking at potentially the bulkheading in some form, which has yet to be decided. But a couple things I would say. Number one, um, with the additional pump station that you're proposing, number one, with the check valve work that's going on right now, which has been long in coming, but the good news is we have check valves going in across the town. And with the height of the bulkhead proposed, I've been spending a lot of time with Greg Blash, the engineer on this. And from my perspective, this is going to have an incredible, significant improvement to the flood risk for the town. Now granted, it's only 800 feet or whatever it is you have here. Just north is JCPNL, which is applied for a bulkhead which is going to get approved elevated further. We've got the bridge coming in. So what we're trying to figure out is how to connect these points with the work that you're doing here to try to effectively eliminate 90% of the flooding that happens in town. If we're able to do that, that is a massive game-changing improvement for the town. So I, I don't have any official comment about the nine feet. Seven feet is the requirement. But in my mind, in this town, high is better. Right? When supported by pump stations, check valves, and the other things we're trying to do in the town. Thank you. In, in a prior life, I was your neighbor, the borough of Highlands engineer, uh, and we, we, had, we had similar challenges, but whenever a development came in, we took it where we could get it. And the public would say, well, what about me over here? Well, we take it when you can get it. It's always been right. Uh, now, the, the other thing that I, um, that I also want to mention is the, the um, the stormwater management, that it will be piped down there, and we are picking up not just our development. So that was something that was made clear to us from Mr. Hoder uh, from the very beginning. Just as Mr. Salinas said, I, my, our initial uh, uh, stance was, we're reducing the purpose, and he said, that's, that's great, but we need a lot more than that. So the stormwater that we're picking up, I want to reiterate that those, those outfalls that go out um, to the church and new that are currently picking up everything west of Ocean Avenue and even the, the borough's parking lot, the one that we're in now, we've sized and have accommodated that drainage system to take not just our development, but all of the road and everything west of Ocean Avenue. And it's anticipated that the pump station also will be sized for that too. We've done some preliminary work with Mr. Hoder's office to accommodate that. Um, Councilman was present in those meetings, and, and there was a clear message that was sent that we needed to do more than just. It's in basically, you comply with the borough's plan to try and improve the storm damage situation. Yes, that's correct. It's in your best interest anyway. But since this is all low areas in here, if you can't prove to your uh, your purchasers that this is flood condition is going to be satisfied. You're know, going to have a little trouble selling, maybe. <laughs> we agree. And, and the gentleman had indicated, had brought up and astutely observed that the, the roads are in the fours, the driveways or the garages are in the five and the six elevation. And we are. We are purposely elevating those. 
think it maybe just didn't make it through to the to the rendering. But from a civil standpoint, we are elevating the, the garages as high as we can in that short amount of time, and then livable space will be well above the flood hazard area. So Walter, could you just uh, overall address parking on the site and the configuration of some of the parking areas? Sure. So, so parking, your, your redevelopment plan spells out the requirements for parking, which is two parking spaces per unit, uh, regardless of the bedrooms or the type of, of unit. So, so for the single families, um, you, you've heard the testimony, there's a two-car garage, there's the availability of two cars in the driveway, However, two are required and two are provided. Um, four are provided, but I'm only allowed to say two in, 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 your, in your borough. Uh, as far as the condo building, uh, excuse me, the, the townhouses. So there's, there's 25 townhomes. Your ordinance requires 50 spaces. Um, each unit has um, a, a carport and a, uh, and, a, and, a cor and a garage, or they have a uh, two-car garage. So they, the townhomes that um, front the river have a carport and a one-car garage. The townhomes between south and river have two-car garages that are loaded from the back. So can, can I just stop right there? Would you be willing to stipulate in any kind of like documentation that the garages can only be used for parking? Because my experience in a townhome, the garage gets used for storage, the driveway gets used for a car, and the other parking space, quote unquote, winds up somewhere else. And so I've seen this in other municipalities where for townhomes with a garage, there's a stipulation in the HOA agreement that the garage has to be used for a car if you're counting it towards your parking requirement. I, I can't. Well, that, that would be part of the homeowners association. Exactly, but what I'm saying is, is that Townhomes in general, no, right? The garage never gets used for cars; always used for storage. And I understand that per RSIS, the garage gets to be counted. But if you're going to count it, then it has to be used for a garage. And in an HOA doc, which I've had in multiple other municipalities in Monmouth County, where I work, where townhouses have come into play, they have agreed that the, the garage in the HOA docs, the garage has to be accommodating for a car. You can't just well, if it's a one car and one garage, it has to accommodate at least one car if, there's a, if they're counting it for the RSIS. Because in this particular area of the borough, if, you don't be, if you're not be able, being able to park two cars, you're going to negatively impact the balance of the people that live in that area. Well, they are two car garages, aren't they? So the townhomes... Two car garages. And they're all and private they're all private ways. There's no place else for them to park. They can't possibly block those private ways. So I understand, but what I'm saying is if they jack if they put their all their crap in their garage I understand what you're saying. and they can't park there, <coughs> the second car is gonna be parking in someone else's road or somewhere in someone else's house, negatively impacting the other people in the area. It's a very easy stipulation in the mm -hmm. HOA doc to say the garage has to be used for car. You can't put everything you own in the garage and the car gets parked in front of someone else's house. No, no, that's, kind of, that's kind There's of no parking passes. Yeah, I mean, you no know, street parking passes. An right. approach to this could be that if you lose those addresses, you cannot get a residential parking pass. Yes. Regardless, it's very easy for them to put an HOA docks so in the garage that's be used for a car. It's a very simple stipulation. I've had it come into play in almost every other town in Monmouth County. It's not unusual. 
And so... Well, would you agree to making that part yes. of the... Uh, yes. Now, I, in that area, though, I only see 13 additional parking spaces outside on the road. Mm -hmm. Right, so let me, look, if I can, walk you through the... So, you're concentrating on... Um, the north side. On River Street, right. So, um, each townhome has two spaces available to them. Um, the condos uh, also require uh, two spaces per unit. There's 15 units, so there's 30 spaces required. There are 39 at the, at the ground floor level off, off street. In addition to those, so every unit has two spaces directly adjacent to it. Did you say 39 are provided off street? Yes. Okay. So it has at least 30. There are um, six spaces that are along the new front street between Church Street and South Street. We'll go slower because I don't see that on my map. Wait. So it may not be clear, but they are shown here in gray. There's six spaces. Yes, one six spaces there, yes. One of which is an ADA space. How are you going to be able to control them to be used by your facility or your, your tenants? Or well, your well pursuant to your redevelopment ordinance, we, we, we meet, we exceed your, your ordinance with regard to parking required for the condo building. So 30 spaces are required. We have 39 inside, the, we have 37 inside the building. We have two over here for Uber or delivery or something like that. Are, you, are they going to be numbered and reserved? These are not going to be numbered or reserved. They're, they're going well, to when Tommy's gets a little too full, they're going to be all parking in your parking spaces. Well, so, <laughs> they're in a public right away, and I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure that, Yes, they're in the right way. Okay, so the only way that the person that regulates them is the municipality. If the municipality wanted to assign them to these property owners, they can do that. If they want to make them open to the public, they can do that. I expect the DEP expects them to be open for use of the waterfront facility. Oh, there is a good comment. Yeah. That was so the original. Public, public access. That's public access park. Okay. So, um, yeah, just to reiterate, so we have, we'll have two spaces down here by the boat ramp. We'll have six spaces here, all within the um, public property or public right-of-way. In addition to that, we have seven spaces proposed, parallel spaces along river. And we'll have six spaces, which are shown um, in this. We have two private um, driveways for circulation between river and south street. And we have six spaces here, which would be uh, reserved only because they're outside of the public right-of-way would be reserved for the townhomes. So just over, to, over and above what your redevelopment plan requires. I'm just trying to make sense of um, which spots we're counting towards the parking requirement sure. and which ones we're not. Um, are we counting all of the spots that you just went over or are we only counting those that are outside the public right-of-way? Anything that's any only spaces outside the public right-of-way. Okay. We comply with your redevelopment ordinance with parking spaces outside the right-of-way. Okay, thank you. In addition to that, in the right-of-way, as the board may be interested to know, we have two spaces for low ramp, we have six spaces along Front Street, and seven along River that are not included in our parking. That are dedicated to the public. So the total is 15 for public? Did I do the math right? Yeah. Yes, you did. On Front Street there, uh, across from the single-family homes, is that available parking across the street from them, or because it's not designated? Is that street wide enough to do parking? Oh, what street? I'm sorry. 
on Front Street in front of the four single-family homes? I guess that street's not wide enough to park on, is it? I don't think so. I mean, it it is. It's a one-way street. It is. Um, it's scaling about 23 or 24 spaces, 23 or 24 feet wide. I don't, I don't believe that's on one side of the street. There, you can park on one side. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's houses. It's going to be houses. If this is approved, there'll be houses on the other side that so you can't park. Because park, parking's are the worst condition we have in this town, besides flooding. Right. So every new space, as it look, I've been down there. None of the very few of the, the homes, several of the homes, many of the homes don't have parking. So we're, we are not only providing for our own, but we're providing additional spaces. So there, there's a net gain of public parking spaces. That's correct. Uh, do you know by how many exactly? 15. 15. Well, you're allocating 15. You don't know what's there right now, if there's any. Correct. Are we eliminating some that exist currently due to the development, but gaining 15, but the net is what? I don't know that any of those are. Maybe on River Street, they, they may exist. Um, certainly along Front Street. Front Street doesn't exist there now. Those, that's a new road that we're proposing, so there's at least the six along Front Street and the two for the, for the boat ramp, kayak ramp, that don't exist today. So would it be accurate to say that between 8 and 15 public parking spaces are being created as a result of the project? Yes. Okay. There's an issue with how the redevelopment plan doesn't match up with residential site improvement standards. Residential site improvement standards require that each multifamily unit provides for one half the space per unit to provide visitor spacing out in public space, either in the right of way or That's not provided for in this redevelopment plan. So unfortunately, you could say, wait, we meet the redevelopment plan, but we fall woefully short in terms of available parking. With this, within this area. Right. So, it's how the redevelopment plan was developed to that point is an issue, at least in my mind, but I wasn't part of it, and I can't hold this, this particular applicant to a higher standard. So, we have to rec rec reconcile that amongst ourselves here. But wouldn't that condition fall on our, our, uh, our requirements for parking? Uh, reducing our science is right, it regulates all residents throughout the state. Like, Which is you two can't, and a half. You can't decide that you don't want to comply with our science. That's but I agree with you that the RSIS and this redevelopment plan do not reconcile itself with parking. Right. So, Walter's 100% correct. They need yep. the redevelopment plan requirements. However, that falls short of what, certainly well short of what the town requires or what the borough requires and this needs. And we can't do a thing about it because they meet the, they meet the requirements of the development plan. So, where would it count? I'll leave it at that. Here you go. So any resolution of approval would have to have a, a waiver listed in it from our side. That's right. The waiver has to go to DCA. Well, we would have to say yes. And then send it to DCA. Of course. So RSIS requires 101.5 according to our professional's letters, and they're providing 95. So they'd be seven short of RSIS. It's the location of some of those places, which is at issue. We don't see the For instance, there's a lot of town homes that provides no office, no parking for visitors. For visitors, yeah. So what? We can't hold them to it. Right. We're stuck. 
Satisfied? Well, would you just be sure to describe fully the uh, bulkhead, the uh, uh, waterfront development that's required by a DEP for a project like this, how you comply, and talk about the open space that's available, and then what is public and what is for the homeowners? Sure. So we, we, um, we are in for a capital permit. Um, there's a separate consultant that's handling that. Um, we, we have submitted to them and received some initial comments on I believe there was a pre-application meeting with them as well. The park um, will be uh, borough-owned. Uh, there, we just went through the grass area. There's also a dog park that's um, proposed that'll have synthetic turf. It'll be fenced in and has um, human and water fountains, human and dog water fountains, as well as um, artificial hydrants. Uh, a lot of this was spelled out, I believe, in your redevelopment plan. A lot of grass, landscaping, benches, the boat ramp we discussed, uh, a fish cleaning station, uh, and bike racks. Now, Ms. Bean brought up in her, in her letter that the redevelopment plan, for whatever reason, requires bike racks to be outside of the publicly owned or the public right-of-way. Um, we did show them in the park, so we're happy to move them if you'd like us to, and and comply with your ordinance or leave them there and well, the the void where you propose them so that uh, they'll understand that and then uh, what's the alternative. Right. So we had um, we have benches. We kind of have a whole landscape bench wall here. Um, it's just a retaining wall in that area that can, that can be used as, as a bench. There's bike racks that are proposed uh, here, here, um, it's a little obscured by the tree, uh, and there's also bike racks proposed over here. Again, those are all in the, in the, in the park, which is publicly owned for whatever reason, the redevelopment plan requires them to be outside of it. So we can find another home for them on the privately owned site, or, or we can leave them there. It just, if we were to leave them there, we need to request a, a waiver. I think they, they should stay where they are, and then just request a waiver. I think where they're located, it's not, you know, 100% compliant with the redevelopment plan, but I think the location that they're proposing is a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Yes. So I brought it up because it's in the redevelopment plan, and I just wanted to make sure everything was buttoned up. But I think where they have it located, and there's benches there too, right? Also yes. in that area. Yep. So I think that that complies with the intent, maybe not the letter of the redevelopment plan, but the intent of it. So I would admit what they proposed, I think, is a better alternative than strict compliance. Yeah, we want to encourage people to come from out of this development with their bikes to this area. And the benches too. And I think that makes sense. Is there a lighting proposed? So the, so the lighting, we, we haven't shown the lighting. Could we wait, hold up a second on the lighting? I just want to make sure that you're 100% settled with the uh, benches. And, uh, I'm good. Well, I mean, obviously it's up to them, but I'm good with it. Mr. Chairman, I have one question, last question about parking. There's seven spaces on the condo building that show outside of the building, uh, and um, they're not on the architectural plans. The architectural plans it appears that there's walls and windows there. 
You're not talking about Walter? Yes, I do. Make sure that's going to be reconciled. Yeah, those, those are seven spaces we need. Yeah, that's correct. I have an exhibit of it, but it wasn't a part of the <coughs> package because we revised that plan after. So it'll be coordinated um, and submitted. So it will be that that part of the building will be open with columns. Yes. To allow cars coming through. Yes. And parking on the outside and kind of building in the back. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Back to the benches, <laughs> are we 100% clear on the location yeah, and the suitability of it? I'm happy. <laughs> okay. yeah. Everybody likes that. Jennifer and Dave are happy with it, I am. Can I ask, can I ask a question? And you'll find in this town we do a lot of donating uh, of benches too. They've been adding them to the parks and stuff. People donate them, so probably it will increase in time. Clarity of maintenance responsibility, if I'm not mistaken, the Riverwalk area bench area is considered a public area, but it's going to be maintained by the Haven Development. The Riverwalk and the Bulkhead are on the HLIS. Any grass along there? Uh, I believe it's just the Boardwalk and the Bulkhead on the HLA and the mounds and dedicated to the park area. So you, in your mind, we don't have to go into details here, there are areas of this natural area that you think are the town's responsibility to maintain? I believe so, and there's a redevelopment agreement. I think that's how it's called. I just want to get, not now, I yeah. want to get clarity on that because that was not my understanding. Hey. Uh, Mr. Hopkins is under oath. I think you heard some questions there. Oh. Can you address them all? Yes. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe just so I have By the way, in case anybody wants to know, this is Steve Litzner, who is the uh, general manager of this uh, project on behalf of Dental's Let's see if he's the you want to swear him in so if he, he gets involved, he's, it's legitimate? Oh, we might as well. Let's try to see it. So let me ask you questions. We're not offering direct testimony, so we're not subject to cross-examination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raise your right hand, please. Uh, if you swear or affirm the testimony you're about to give, show me the truth. I do. And state your name, spell your last name, please. Stephen Lister, last name L-I-D-S-T-E-R. Okay. So, Mr. Lister's testimony a few minutes ago, would you verify that you would say that under oath? Yes. Okay. Well, I was having trouble hearing him, so can you please... All right, so Kevin, let's go again. Clear it up. So it's my understanding that the bulkhead and the walkway along the bulkhead are the responsibility of the HOA, and then the balance of the public park would be dedicated to the borough. Uh, I think that's all spelled out in the redevelopment agreement, but again, we can... And that includes things like the dog walk? Dog walk, I think, is actually on the HOA, I think, because that's kind of part of the, the boardwalk. Okay, I don't want to belabor this, but I'd just like to get clarity of who's responsible for what. Yeah. So there's no misunderstanding. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. And I think that's spelled out in the redevelopment agreement. So the dog park is... HOA? I believe so, yeah. I'll have to check the... Uh, so is the dog park open to other people? Yes, just the maintenance responsibility uh, is what we're talking about. My understanding is the Riverwalk area, the, the walkways, the bulkhead, the dog park, the fishing station, the kayak launch, all of that, Steve, is open to public use. Yes. All of that. All open public use. And the maintenance of most of it, and we'll figure out what most is, is the responsibility of the HOA. And we'll define what is, you believe, the responsibility of the town based on the redevelopment agreement. Yeah. Okay, 
because I did sit through some of the meetings and walking in, I would have thought that you were responsible for all of those areas, but we'll clarify. Okay, yeah, sorry. Thank you. Sure. Well, before you move on, there's just a discrepancy in the plans where you have some, like a note that says decorative, decorative metal fencing and then the details on the show split rail fencing. Um, I don't know that we have a preference. We can clarify that. I mean, I would love decorative decorative metal fencing if it's a split rail, but I just you know like it's just a discrepancy in the plan. So I just need to understand what you're proposing. The decorative metal fencing is right. fine, and we'll clarify that. Okay. Clean up that discrepancy. So, Jennifer, do you want to go through your list, uh, or he's been, been checking them off? I've been checking them off, off and. and um, and then, you know, like a couple of things. You haven't talked about lighting yet, correct? Correct. I, I can jump right into that. Right. Or do you want to? So lighting, uh, it's very short. We haven't selected the lighting yet. The lighting will be built mounted. Your redevelopment plan does require that lighting be provided. Um, we, can, we can add that to the plans as a condition of approval and we'll stipulate tonight that it will be in compliance with your redevelopment plan and approval by your, your board primary engineer. Well, the shielding and the... Like direction that would be required would be approved. That's specifically outlined in the redevelopment plan. There's no provision for lighting like along the walkway or anything like that. Yeah, why you describe we, we don't have any lighting selected yet, and, and again, I think it would be good for us to work with your, your planner to, to make sure okay. that it's appropriately lit but not overlit. Right. Like I would think like maybe some bond lighting like right. along the walkway that's dim but safe. Yes. We have we have some outside of this building that um, you could you could take a look at. I mean, I'm not saying you have to use those, but similar. That was the idea. Provide some lighting, but not. I don't want it to like be no, space. We don't it's want safe. everybody in Rumson screaming about. Uh, in fact, in fact, I think we really. This may be part of because DEP does have view shed as a requirement, so it, it may be addressed by them as well. Okay. Something that I didn't bring up is one of the one of the reasons we relocated the the um, the, the the layout of this is, is sensitive to the view sheds. So now we'll have direct views down all of the streets in this project. So down surf, you'll have the. You'll well, when you speak of a view, it looks through the project to the water. That's correct. In that part one of the view, surf, new street, church, yeah, they all will have direct views down to the river. Okay, so you've addressed the lighting. Um, well, you didn't really talk about the circulation of vehicles. Right, so we're greatly improving it now. Um, again, as, as the board knows, uh, this area is kind of truncated a little bit as far as circulation, and we're opening that all up. So we're, we're taking Front Street uh, along uh, Surf and New, and we're extending it along New out to church, bumping it out a little bit further to the river, and then going from church down to south and then connecting it to the river. It's something that you don't have now, gives free circulation um, throughout there. In addition to that, we're proposing two, um, two HOA driveways, roadways, whatever you want to call them, uh, between South Street and, and River Street to allow access to the town. One of the comments in my letter had to do with uh, uh, Front Street and its 18-foot width 
behind those um, townhouses near River Street. Is that something that can be widened? I, when Mr. Hoder asks for something, I almost always want to provide it. So rather than look to see whether whether we can or we can't, I, I know that we can steal a few feet from from the other side and we can accommodate the, the, the uh, 21 feet. And you have private driveways, you're 20, so and that was 18, and that's a public road. Right. So I'd like to make it wider. Okay, we'll do. Okay, we're just talking about the public roads. No, I'm talking about the one public road between South and River. And so we're widening that to 21 yeah. feet. You're going to 21 foot? That's correct. It's a uh, foot on each I side. I think the uh, request was, can it be one? And our response is that we think we can reach 21 feet. Okay. That, that's a private driveway, isn't it? No, no it's, a public, it's a public street. We well, don't have Fun Street out in front. We're going in the public street. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Hogue is talking about, okay. I believe. No, I see it now. This area. How about my comment about building overlay for any existing streets within the project area? You know, some areas are going to be doing a lot of uh, utility work. Yes. We would add a note to the plan. When it's done, it'll look like a brand new street. We don't want to leave this. A lot of these streets were reconstructed within the last 10 years. You were going to provide all the signage too, weren't you? For the, you were going to provide all the signage, right? For uh, street signage for... Yes. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of it shown in our plans. I'd like to meet with Mr. Odor and perhaps with DPW to get a, you know, a feeling how they... Well, there you're just following the regulations, right? I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's... You're not doing well, it. That's fine. We could, we could do it with a Zoom meeting or a phone call. Yeah. But these are all signs that everybody's seen on regular traffic operations. So, Mr. Chairman, I, I did do a letter September 21st, and, and I guess to make it a little quicker, um, I can ask Mr. Hopkin if there's anything he doesn't agree with in my letter. He's already agreed to the big one. I agree to, we agree to everything in the letter. <laughs> we did. We reviewed it. That makes my life easier. It's <laughs> my life easier, too. <laughs> Walter? Yes. Can I ask you a question. If you go to the extreme south, I'm sorry, northwest corner of the property, I understand what Dave said about widening the street. It makes a lot of sense to me. That area starts to get extremely narrow. Is that walkway, that paper walkway, intended to go? Where is that intended to end? Because if we widen that street, we're going to start really digging into that corner. Well, it's, we're at 18 now, so we're just going to dig in three feet. And you can see the boardwalk goes up there and it kind of displays out a little bit where it touches. So we, we can steal the three feet from there. So the, walk, the walkway will continue all the way to the end of the development? Yes. And people will be able to turn east at that point in time. Yes, we have a, we have a, a we have a boardwalk along the bulkhead, um, yeah. and then we, you see we have a paver walk that runs along Front Street, turns and goes down River Street and terminates at the end of our. Okay, I'm just I'm just if people are walking down the street on River and they want to get to this, they can get to the River Walk and the bulkhead without having to go into the street. Correct is what I meant. Yes. Thank you. Well, well uh, there's a few uh, comments that I think we ought to talk about in the review letter from uh, the planner, if you haven't. Uh, are you able to provide on the plans uh, square footage for all the proposed buildings? Yes. What, what number are you working on? That's number F on page 6. <coughs> um, 
Comment J is we address the details and sign website lighting. You'll finalize with that. Yes. Comment K on page six asks for commentary on the use of the flex space on the second and third floors. I think, I think that was provided by Mr. Comptable. Yeah. And can you provide the bullet details? I think we're satisfied there. Comment L on the manner and frequency of trash pickup. That's been addressed. Comment N discusses the fact that we went as condominiums provide a loading area for delivery. And then I think we've addressed that. Right, except for also there should be a ride share drop-off pickup. So we can, we have that, we do have these two spaces. They're not signed, but we can certainly add those as and that's what those were intended for. That's fine. Yep. If you could just put some signage there, that'd be great. On, on letter E, did you, did you read that one? I didn't really understand that. The, the uh, development appears to have shifted to the east. Yeah, I don't know so, what you meant by that. So when the redevelopment plan was approved, there was a plan associated with the plan that the governing body approved that showed that condo building a little bit further to the west, providing a little bit more separation between the building and the amenities and the residential lot that's corrupt, that's right there. It appears based on these plans that that development has shifted to the east closer to that residential home. And if you go through the redevelopment plan and the, and the redevelopment agreement, it says very clearly that it's to be consistent with that concept. So that is what that, co that comment is about. Because it's, it's now more imposing on that single family residential home, whereas when it was presented and approved, it was farther to the west. So how do we resolve that? They're gonna have to address it. So th this project has gone from one engineer to another, so I, I don't have access to what the plans were there. What I can offer to the board is, through that process, you did develop setbacks and we comply with the, with the current revision to the plan, we, we comply with the setbacks. I mean, it's up to you, but if you read the letter of the agreement in the plan, it says consistent with what was approved with the plan. All right, well, I'm not, so, I'm not I don't have that knowledge. We, could, uh, you <laughs> we could include a condition that the, what's, what might be approved uh, by the board uh, just be um, adopted by uh, the governing body and amendment. If they want to. Right, if they want to. To what, how much did it move? It moved about 15 feet. Oh. That's substantial. But that's not the building itself, is it? It's just yes, it's the building itself. If you look at the property, it's like literally on the property line where the stairs are. It was, a, there were 15 feet between the building and that property line. So do we do we have them stipulate that the I don't any approval that might be given is conditioned upon going back to the governing body? I would say yes. It, it should go back to the governing body. Do you accept that one foot of the rezoning? No. Or conform to the rezoning? Either way. Yeah, but that would mean moving it toward the river right, and losing those parking spaces. I agree with you though. So it either they either reconcile the two, or the governing body needs to to say yes that this is acceptable because what they approved with the redevelopment plan had the building off this person's property line, basically. Can somebody tell us what that, that projection off the back of that building is? Off, off the wall, the, the hallway? 
near the elevator? I'm, I'm just, yeah, I can. Well, then, then we can understand, because if that's eliminated, that helps an awful lot. It shows it as a stairwell, doesn't it? I don't know what it is. It might be. It looks, it's got stair-like looks to it. Are we talking about this piece right here? Yeah, what is that? That's a stairwell. You need it? Can you move it inside? I need it, yes. Uh, can I move it? I can look into it. I mean, this is part of what we're talking about, that yeah. it's that much closer. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. So. Um, I mean, I wasn't involved in the initial, like, you yes. guys are looking at me like I drafted the original plan. I didn't. I wasn't here at the time. But the plan is what it is. But the language in the agreement is very consistent. In the, it says it's consistent with the plan, or the concept plan attached to the agreement, which shows this building, which is not any significant size building, that's literally on top of this person's property line. And so, and let me be very clear, the person hasn't been quiet about it. So. That's how it came to my attention because they brought it to my attention. So it's something that I agree, Kevin, like we can't deal with it here because it's kind of outside our control. If the board were to act in the affirmative, I would say condition is, is that you can go back to the governing body and make sure the governing body is okay with the placement of the building. If they're not, then you're going to have to figure it out and then come back. Just so I'm clear, and I agree with yeah. what you just said, the whole building moved, it didn't enlarge. Correct. It just shifted. It looked so, you know, there was a there was like a separation, like a 15 foot separation from like if you look at the building now, it's literally on the guy's corner of his property. It's like on top of his property. Lot it was it was set off 15 feet when this was brought to the governing body for their approval. And I agree, it was conceptual at the time, right? As you know, every at the you know, it's not hard engineer. There's no hard architecture. But there was an understanding that there was going to be some separation between this, this homeowner's property and this building, which is a not insignificantly sized building for the building. So I would say, John, I would just submit that if the board is to act in the affirmative, that you would just bring this plan back to the governing body and make sure they're okay with the location of it because there are those that may not be. They may be. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying there's this discrepancy, and I just want to make sure everything's on the table, and that if this were to move forward, there's not going to be we're not going to go months down the line, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this is a problem. So if the redevelopment plan would have to be revised, or the plan would have to be revised. Correct. Or, One, or or they could just accept it like in a resolution as a, a modest amendment. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand the procedure that you're, that you're advising of, yeah. and that, of course, is one option. Uh, we're kind of looking at being able to move that uh, stairway into the building. Not sure exactly how far. So be able to improve the situation, perhaps even solve it at, at 15. This but I do point out that the redevelopment ordinance does say one foot. What does it say? One foot, one foot. Right, but it's literally on the corner. Like, on the corner. So... Well, we're saying that I get it. I'm just saying <coughs> okay. that when you know when this was approved and it had public hearings to get the redevelopment plan approved, there was a representation that it was not going to be on top of this individual's property, and now it's shifted. So it's a little dis it's a little different, regardless of what all the nuances are in the plan. That I think needs to be reconciled and make sure that we're all on the same page moving forward because. You know, this is going to be a drastic difference for this, at least this one property owner who does not have like a big building on the corner of his property currently. So, Jen, is it fair to say that Lot 
10 and 9 were not equally effective because police always were on that line? Yes, it's really lot 11 is, is the concern. I understand. But even if they remove this staircase, uh, you're only going to gain seven or eight feet. You know, Correct. I mean, it's better, but it's yeah. still, I still think regardless, I still think we should, if you guys want to act in the affirmative, I still think we should put the condition in there. Well, first of all, I'm here to make, to make it, to ask you to affirm, uh, act in the affirmative, so we'll start with that idea. But I think that between uh, the time that this was decided and the plans were perfected, there might be a number of ways to achieve that. And That's fine. I'm just, I'm just bringing it up yeah, as, I think a, with procedural as a comments, Yes. I would uh, I think we're well placed and correct. And within that, I'm, I'm saying to the board, our clients can perhaps, they're looking at the, uh, they think there's an ideal way to move that stairway further away, and therefore we can build it back. But one way or another, I think Jen's procedure addresses it, and. I am representing that our clients will take a look first to try to move, you know, remove the building before we ask for that relief. Yeah, and I, I think it doesn't have to be by exactly 15 feet, but I think the point is when there is a change from the concept that's deemed substantial enough, um, and this we may be looking at an example of that here, um, then the governing body might say, hey, wait, this isn't what we talked about. You know, well, so, so we're not saying get us 15 feet, but maybe looking for an make some improvements so that sure. it's not substantially different from the concept. Exactly. And, 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 and our client will, will work towards that. That's reasonable. Perfectly stated. One of the other questions I had on that, on your review, was on the item number four, uh, the type of variance, whether it's going to be a C1 or a C2. I didn't, the different criteria for I think that's the that's just generic language in terms of there's different standards for deviation. However, the plants have eliminated the need for variances, so it's a good point anyway. Okay. Yeah, we don't think we have any variances. Correct. But initially there were, but now there are not. So I was just reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd like to put in the difference between the C1 and the C2 just to lay it out for everyone. But they've amended the plans and they don't need really. Jen, is it fair to say the phenomenon we just talked about lot 11 has not happened elsewhere in the development? Correct. Well, there are any other facts you want to present to the board? No. That's why that concludes our uh, engineering testimony, Mr. Chair. Okay, good. Uh, do, we, uh, do we have any more questions from the board? I think we've really no. delved into Just one other thing. Somebody raised earlier landscaping. Landscaping? Is that part of the oh. plan? Yes. Walter, excuse me. Uh, we're not done. We want to talk about landscaping. It's all over my outline. <laughs> what could you describe the uh, proposed landscaping in order to compliance with the uh, So there's landscaping proposed uh, along the river walk in, in planter areas. Uh, there's, there's trees interspersed throughout the property that we could fit. And there is, we have taken the opportunity to add landscaping, like for, for example, along the, um, the uh, families, the townhomes, along the street for the, the condos is as well. It, are, you, are you showing on exhibit three? Yes, yeah. Um, it's a little bit difficult to find some of the shrubs, uh, but there is there are shrubs that are proposed um, in the townhouse area, uh, along the South Street, as well as River Street. <coughs> 
Ms. Bean had a comment about additional landscaping or a landscaping requirement, I, I believe, for our, our private driveways between, um, between South and River. We do show some there. It's a little bit difficult to, to see. We can clarify that. But if there's additional that she feels we need in order to compile the redevelopment plan, we certainly fit it in more than we can. But your expectation is this plan complies with the it's always been our intention to comply with every bit of the redevelopment plan. Related to that, the town, since Sandy has done as much landscaping as possible in the tiny little town that we have, a limited green space. Um, and we have developed a kind of understanding of what works and what doesn't work. Okay, great. Um, so we want to, um, we actually, our park, which is right next to um, the bridge, is not currently landscaped, but we have a full landscape plan that's going to go into effect this spring. Okay. You might want to look at the plants that he has um, uh, picked for that. It's all native plants that do well in um, drought and um, low, low maintenance, since it looks like we may be responsible for some of the maintenance. Uh, we'll also say that trees struggle in town because of the wind um, and the salt. It's not to say they don't grow at all, but you drive around, you don't see a lot. So. Mike, we'll take a second look at it. We actually have two landscape architects on staff, and we'll, we'll make sure that they pay more attention to the sensitivity of the location. Okay. Now that I see the, now that I see the great uh, the landscape plan, though, this is another issue for you. But who's going to take care of it all? It's running into the uh, grassy areas and the shrubs, and and that's why we we try to um, plant things that require very little maintenance, and that generally speaking, after they are established don't need water. Okay. Well, Walter, you can bring the landscape plan if it isn't into compliance? Yes, we will. Have you? Any other questions from the board then? No, so I'd like to use a comment because if I was looking across, it would be nice to have it all, you know, match. That would, you know, that would be a nice view. Well, we'll, we'll work with your, your planner and your engineer if there's any suggestions. We'll take a look at this landscape plan and we'll take a second look to make sure that we have species that are appropriate for this application. Lumsden's only going to look at a bulk Oh, this is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess there's just one more question. Okay. So, I mean, you made a lot of progress with firming up your plans. Is there anything that is still relatively open with regard to final decisions from an engineering perspective, or are we looking pretty much at the final recommendation? You're, you're, I mean, other than the tweaks that we've 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 committed to, um, the widening of, of the road along Front Street. That's probably the biggest change. Yeah, taking a second. I know we talked about lighting. We're going to work our way through that and yes. that out. But there are no other major moving parts that you have to nail down for us to understand. We wouldn't be here if we had to. Okay. Good. All right. So let, uh, let's now open this to the public. Is there uh, anybody in the public that has a question of the testimony from the engineer? Rob? Uh, you want me to... Uh, uh, 
I have you, Rob. Thanks, Mr. Hopkins. So, uh, I think as a resident on Church Street, we're thankful for the Ohio uh, bulkheads, and uh, we uh, like having the public access to the boat launch and appreciate uh, that that's going to be improved. What we find with the water is that it goes to the path of least resistance, so that's going to be open. Uh, the higher bulkheads are just going to force the water there, which could still cause flooding in the, uh, in the streets. So I know you're talking about a pump. Would that pump be as high as the bulkheads? Or what would prevent the flooding from just coming up the bulkhead from washing into the street? That's what happens right now. It just comes up through the, uh, the boat launch and just flows right over the flatland uh, right into the street. So we are. We are going to get the bulk, the, excuse me, the, the hump up to eight feet. So it won't be quite as high as the bulk. Okay. So if we have a very specific drop, then step down into the And then is this the appropriate time to ask about the traffic patterns, or is that a separate? Okay. Uh, I think oh, and will we be able to access the river walk from the uh, boat launch area? Yes, we have a, we had, if you see, we have a walkway to the right one. Walkway goes through here, right to the boat, right to the... Wait, so if you were walking from the boat launch, can you get onto the river walk from the boat launch? Yes, we have steps and we have an ADA accessible ramp that gets you up there. Let's, Rob, you finish that? Yes, thank you. All right, anybody else have a question then? Uh, would you like? Okay. <laughs> I just have a, a question access. Uh, is my understanding correct that I can access here with the kayak and do the kayak launch here? Yes, sir. And is it also correct that there will be two parking lots here? Yes, sir. So I, I just want to raise that concern that uh, if I come here with the kayak and I don't know how big these parking lots are, that uh, they block the access to the, uh, to the wall because I cannot go, go through with the kayak when there are two, uh, two uh, cars park. Well, from the way I understand it, they're going to be parallel with the walkway. They're not going to be blocking the walkway. Okay. So, so am I correct or not, Walter? So they're, they're he's, he's concerned with being able to get past with his kayak and get it into the water. So I'm not concerned, but the, the, the driver of the car is probably concerned. So we are showing five feet on one side of the parking areas and two on the other. We could shift it to, to have a seven foot clear path on one side. Yeah, two parking spaces and then a seven foot clear path on one Part of that is making sure people park appropriately. Not easy. I, I, I can't <laughs> engineer common sense. <laughs> Enforcement. Well, if you know they're coming through the kayaks, man. Yeah, well, you might. Yeah, you might. Well, a lot of people that, so that's a, that, this is a really good point. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think... Well, let's do one person at a time. Do you, are you yeah. finished then? Yeah. It's gravel. It's a gravel Should we space. work across the room? We'll start back in that corner then. <laughs> you don't mind if we wait three. Thanks. how much time. Well, we don't take any more testimony after 10 p.m., so. Yeah.
So I really felt happy and positive about a lot of this redevelopment. It's pretty exciting. But at the same time, I have some major, major concern that I hear. You, is this a statement or a question of his testimony? No, the question is about the bulkhead. Is it going to be nine feet? And why don't we see an artist's rendering of that bulkhead in these pictures? Because after hearing tonight, some of my concern is the beauty and the, uh, the aesthetic look of our town with these buildings up so high in the bulkhead. So I would like to see some examples of what that would be going to look like. Well, that was my concern initially too, but after it's explained now, we're not. It's a not. It's not a nine foot high bulkhead. It's elevation nine. So that's and what they're going to do is grade all the property up so it's a comfortable slope. So it's not. That was my concern initially that we're not going to be looking at an ugly wall. Well, so what's the elevation of the walkway? Is it at nine? Yes. yes. So the elevation of the walkway is at nine, and the bulkhead is at elevation nine, so it will be flush with the walkway. And right. then it'll taper down to a the Correct. Buildings. It's not nine feet in the air. It's elevation nine on top, and the walkway is at nine. So you're going to be right at the same elevation. So, so is there an example that's already been built that we could actually drive and go look at where, you know, you were talking units up against the water, bulkhead, something? An example, there's not even a picture. So I live downtown. And now my concern is aesthetically how, how it's going to blend in and enhance our town. Well, one of the I'm things they so you're, you're not going to see the bulkhead. So basically, if you live downtown, you're going to see the development. The walkway is going to run along the river as required by the DEP, and the, and the walkway and the bulkhead are going to be the same elevations. I'm not going to be able to see the river anymore. I mean, that's a product of, I mean, I think what their testimony was, and John, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have broken up the massing to allow for view corridors as required by the redevelopment. So it's not one wall of building, but those buildings are going to be between you and the river. Yeah. So, right. Basically, so, you can still look up the street. Correct. The buildings are on either side of the street because you, you, you maintain that view. But the bulkhead is not, is not creating any visual impediment to the river. If you were standing on Front Street, now you'd rather than looking at the oh, great. You're going to see the building. So perhaps his concern is what would it look like? I don't know. So Front Street, which might be elevation four or five, and now we parts of parts of Front Street are actually elevation two and three. If you're standing there and you're six feet tall, well, you're you're not going to see over the bulkhead. You're going to see a you're going to see a, a, a development in front of it, and you'll see landscaping and grass. And that's what I would like to see in pictures, right? I'd like to see how that's going to look. Do they have it? Yeah. No, I don't know if they have it. So my, my question would be that, right? Aesthetically, how it's going to appear. Is it going to enhance and beautify our town? Well, they have the requirement now to build the, the bulkhead to a higher elevation than for flood control for the future. So they're kind of limited on what they can do, and, and they're landscaping it instead. But if we're going to create bulkheads high enough to protect our town, uh, there's no way around it. But how's it going to look? Right? We don't know how it looks. We're just talking about it. It's being proposed. 
We're, we're looking at pictures. We can only imagine. But after it's done, we have to live here. We all have to enjoy Seabright together. Is it going to aesthetically enhance and beautify? Or what are we looking at? It's, it's hard to visualize. I think you're absolutely right. It's hard to visualize without seeing it. But as we heard and as Jen said, when this area gets developed and you're on it, you're not going to have a sense of the bulkhead unless you're in the river. And it will be a beautiful view. That's what I want. I want, to, I want you to reassure me that this major project yeah. is going to be beautiful. Sorry, I think it's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, one thing, we think it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> one, of, one, of the, one of the things that I think is unique about this, and I'm not trying to advocate one way or the other, is this HOA has exactly the same goals that we, the town and the residents in downtown, have. And that's a beautiful place for people to live. They're not selling the property and walking away. So their desire, I think, is to maintain it so it's beautiful for the people that buy it and the people that are around it. And to the extent that I've seen these details, and I haven't seen what you asked for, I'm interested in the world because I'm very focused on bulkheading in town. But what's going to be unique about this is the terrain around it is for the residents and yourselves going to hide most of that by elevation as you're walking around the property. Well, again, it, it, can, it sounds like it can be really nice. I'd like to see the example. Mr. Chairman, I'm going to object at this point. I think this question has been asked and answered like five different times. Yeah. Maybe we could move on. Yeah, let's, uh, can, can we uh, have you standing? Yeah, uh, Chris Perry, 15 Church Street. So, um, two quick things. I think what he's trying to say is if I walk and stand outside my house and look down the street, I'm not going to see the river. I could, if I'm in but you're not going to see a building. You're not going to see a building either. You're going to see through it. But what I'm going to see through the street lines up with the openings between the buildings. Okay. But I'm not going to see the river. Only because we have to build an eight, a, a nine foot high bulk. Yeah. And, and I agree. I understand no way that we're protecting the town. I get it all. But I was just, I'm trying to clarify mm -hmm. probably maybe some of the things you were saying. Second question Can we verify which lot is being encroached? The 11. You see, see the L shaped building? Yeah, because I'm not potential. I'm assuming it's my neighbor. Right next to you. Yeah, Richard. So, yeah, so um, I'm going to pass that information on to him. He's currently overseas, and he's not. He's going to be less quiet than he's been. Well, that's why so, I brought it up. Um, is there any other forum or anything that he can talk to everybody about this, or does he have to just email? Well, I mean, I, mean, I can't help that he's overseas, but technically he be here to present it in the public hearing like we can't like put a pause on the process because he's not, not here um, but I was made aware of his concerns when this came up in the fall before we had to to make adjustments and that's why I brought it up and and I think the condition that Mr. Asadi and I recommended is the best he's going to get is that you know they are compliant with the requirements setback requirements but I understand the concern that the way it was presented is not the way he envisioned it. And that's why we had said that we would put a condition if the board acts affirmatively that they would go back to the governing body and present this as is and see if it's consistent. And that's basically the best we can do. I, get, I, I understand. It's just a 50 foot building, seven or eight feet. I get it. I 100%. You know, it goes from you know, that to yep. no, like a seats, right? Yep. So, so last question, I just wanted to clarify the 
parking that's supposed to be public parking that is being acquired from all this around the the kayak thing and around the condo building. When you say public parking, are we saying in-town people with their parking passes? Or are we saying anybody who wants to go park there can park there? Yeah. First of all, I think it's early for making a determination, but I think it's an excellent question, right? right. Because there's a big difference between general public and resident in the area. Yeah. And obviously, it's a real sensitive issue. So well, I, I you know it's going to happen. And if it is public park for everybody, will there be time limits on it? Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking about. Else? Yes, please. How much time Four minutes. I'm going to ask, ask some engineering questions. Garrett Middleton from uh, 22 Surf again. Because uh, I think the engineering is probably the most important thing here. All that other stuff is. Anyway, any thought given to some underground uh, retention structures here? I know you have a CAFRA application in, and I'm working on a major project in South Jersey, and we have an underground storm retention system. I find it highly unlikely you're going to be able to discharge the additional drainage from this project direct to the river, even if it goes through a pump station. So I'm wondering if there was any, uh, any thought to any underground storage or retention systems with some water quality systems and all. Um, so that's my first question. Uh, there are I'll answer that right away. We have too high of a, road, of a water table. You can't uh, I, I'm, I'm 100 feet off okay. the Delaware River. We're doing <laughs> one there, so it's anything's engineering capable. Um, with five new inlets or four new inlets going to um, going to the existing drain system in Surf Street, I live on Surf Street. Um, a 25-year storm uh, inundates the street even without a high tide. Um, so I just like to ask that because I've read the, the drain report and there's been no investigation done as to the capacity in the existing system that I can tell. Uh, there's some disclaimers about the, the ability for the pump station to accommodate things, so there's some more engineering has to go on there. Um, the parking has been discussed in front of the kayak launch. If I could just go to the exhibit, because I'm not sure what this question is. Yes. Sorry? I didn't understand your question. What was your last question? Uh, about uh, the ability for the existing storm system which which is from currently has no laterals coming from this side and what was so the additional drainage what was the answer i guess we're, we're reducing the impervious area as yeah. you know that's, that's all i've seen that but increasing the flow impervious is one thing the runoff right so i know the man you know the man includes and the cia and all the rest of it so you're saying that you're not contributing additional flow to the system um, we had we haven't done the analysis because there's a significant reduction in the purpose. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's creative engineering with the purpose for these papers and all no, that's, that's right. not. It's good. It's good engineering. Um, this is parking area right here. Okay. There's yes, a curb cut there. I'm wondering how the cars get into. We'll, we'll put it. Oh, okay. I didn't see a curb cut on there. I, I would discourage that location for parking because it's a. If any of you know that area, the two streets converge in the middle. And to actually make turns into that area, it's it's a major thoroughfare. So um, I don't think it's gonna be very active there. Huh? I don't think it'll be very active. Oh will be when you create when you put two-way traffic on Front Street. Um, so <coughs> that's that just a couple just a couple more um, that I find important. Uh, the phasing of construction it says that phase one is the four single family homes. Maybe this is not the engineers, uh, but what does that mean? It's not the engineers. So the phasing is just giving the developer the ability to 
build the project one piece at a time. And so we do that to make sure that each phase is able to be built sequentially, so that phase one, whatever's there, phase two can be built after it. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, the only concern I have is on the front, the additional front street uh, extension between new and church. Uh, I would think you could accomplish the same thing with a one-way street towards the church street direction, thereby discouraging additional traffic coming down into this very tricky corner that you created here that will add more traffic to the already. Uh, we, we see the trucks have to back up and forth to get around this turn every day. Any, any of the delivery trucks can't make it around the turn, especially when the cars are parked at the curb lines. So I think we're creating a little bit of a bottleneck there. And I wonder if we could just make that a one-way street with maybe some curb parking along the right side to increase more of the uh, available uh, local parking. So that's all I have right now. Thank you. We have a traffic engineer that hasn't been hasn't spoken yet, so he he could address that. Great. A very short presentation. <laughs> it's all that's left. Just one comment, Dave, on the on the pulpit. Uh, if, if the building inspector or some other agency requires it, would you be willing to put a uh, railing on the bulkhead? Long distance. Well, yeah, this this is the 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 I didn't see it. Because there's a bulkhead. You've testified that you're putting railing on the bulkhead. Yes. yes. We'd like to see that. Yep. I don't see it. Okay. Uh, go in the back next. Uh, there's four existing trees in the area of the uh, existing boat launch. Are those trees going to be retained in, in the design? What's your name, sir? Mark Tyson. Oh, yeah. There is a there is a total uh, landscape plan. Uh, I'm sure whatever's there now is going to be removed, and new new plantings will be installed. So that's the case. Those trees are. I would believe so. Uh, we didn't right. survey individual trees. It's unusual okay. that you would do this in this area. In order to develop that area, they'll probably we'll have to take everything we'll down. We'll replace whatever we take down in that area. And then everything new will be put back according to the landscape plan, which is probably online if you want to look it up. Uh, how about a boat rack in the area of the kayak launch? Is that proposed? <coughs> it is not proposed. Boat rack. Oh! Mm -hmm. <laughs> No. And uh, that's all public space there. I don't know how would you secure it. I don't. I don't know. Uh -huh. So uh, the question of the railing along the bulkhead, I think that's going to have a huge impact on the visibility of the river. You know, from people's houses in the neighborhood, because it's you know we're at nine, and now we're raising the top of the railing is going to be at twelve. Um, so. I'd say the, the transparency of that railing is going to be very important. Um, I would expect it's going to be some kind of a pipe railing. It's not going to be like an interior railing where you have to have four-inch spacing between it. Right. Is that, am I correct? Or yeah. not? Yes, you are. Yeah, it's just going to be well, pipe railing. Can you give us a detail of the railing, please? Yes, we will. Okay. Can I ask my bulkhead question now? Yes. Chris Dunsey, 9 Church Street. How are the bulkheads going to be put in? Are they going to be pilings like a bridge up here? Are they going to be jetted in, water jetted? So our office didn't design that, but I believe it is sheet metal. 
Mm -hmm. And how would that read into the ground? Pounding? Mm -hmm. Or vibratory? Vibratory. Pounding. Okay. All right, um, there's a couple of really old houses on Church Street, um, 1902, 1904, and brick. I'm just wondering how that would affect the side of the building. Myself, I live in one of those buildings, so that's why this is very important to me. So I'm going to have the building photographed and videoed before you start work. And if we will install they often install in these residential areas a seismic monitor. Alright, so um if there's any fractures <coughs> or stress cracks or um, unusual amount of grass falling on the bricks, I want to know who would be responsible for that. Uh, it all depends on what they are, where they come from, and well, I just, if I they just, were caused by uh, uh, action created by our clients, our clients are responsible. If it's caused by the garbage truck going by, then the garbage truck is responsible. So, I think the seismic, seismic topic, whatever the word is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, meters. The meters. Seismic they, meter would, would tell the, the tale? They will evaluate how severe it is and what it would cause or wouldn't cause. Like, that's what they're doing with the bridge. I don't know if you saw that cone in the park there. Yeah. That's a seismic. Okay, all right. uh, and they're, they're measuring the intensity of the banging. Okay. So I guess any claims after they're finished would be based on testimony of whether right. that could have caused it or not. But I'm within, you know, I'm within 200 feet of that. No, I understand. If this application is approved, we should put that in any resolution that, that there has to be a seismic, mo seismic monitoring of the bulkhead work. We would do that. We did that with the seawall. Yeah. And in fact, dropping gigantic rocks all along here. Right. I don't think it was a substantiated claim. Okay. By the end but I am going to keep, I am definitely going to keep, that's a 30 year labor of love for me. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. So I just wanted to make it clear from the very beginning, we will be responsible. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Is there anybody else in the public? Yes. Jerry Wick from Church Street. Just a quick question on parking permits. Will all of these new condos, townhouses, will they get access to two resident parking permits? No, no. Didn't we just discuss that? They will not be? I, I don't think it's been decided, and that's kind of outside the purview of the board. That's yeah, more of a governing body conversation. Yeah, okay. So if this were to be approved, that's a conversation you should have at the governing body. Okay, thank you. That, that was one of my arguments on, on when we approve a house downtown that takes away street parking and they provide a two-car garage, and they still get two parking permits. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it'll be the council's decision on this, but in my mind, sitting here listening to the conversation, the parking provided should be adequate for the residents to move into these new units. We don't want to have that negative impact of residents that live on the street presently. And I think in the end, the public spots, we're going to decide which way they're going to go. Are they going to be permanent? Are they going to be open for the public? But as was said before, I think the intent is to make sure that all the park we needed is going to be derived from that available, and we don't want to create an overflow situation in the rest of the area. Because even in the season, that whole empty area 
is the parking for the lifeguards and right. everybody else. So who's taking all that pull for on Thursday, Thursday morning at the workshop, at the council workshop, that's on our agenda to try to talk about that very issue. Is there anybody else in the public that has a question? That that's that's one. Only one. Okay, one. <laughs> so, in phase of this project, right? You heard phase one, phase two. Where is the bulkhead part of phase one, or is phase so it is, right? And then bulkhead and houses? Is that the, your phase in the project, right? You said phase the phase one. is the bulkhead and phase yes. one. And, and with the houses, right? Yes. What's, what's, what's the timeline from phase one to. Final conditions. Final conditions. Walter, is it fair to say the entire bulkhead is first? Yes, it is. The entire bulkhead is going to go first. Yes, it is. It's important to the residents. Yes, it is. So the bulkhead gets completed before. Uh, it's the first one of the first things we do. Yes, it is. Okay. I don't know if this is appropriate or inappropriate, but I was just wondering. What these uh, units were going to uh, be priced at? <laughs> that has nothing to do with this planning board. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. There's no other questions in the public. We'll close the public portion. Uh, we have a we have a rule in our town where we don't take any testimony after 10 p.m. Well, I'm going to ask that you waive that, Mr. Chairman, because we have one witness left. We're an affordable housing project. We've been planning for months. There was a, uh, we should have been, we had been scheduled to be heard, but because of some scheduling issues and then board uh, identification of consultants and so forth, we couldn't get heard. Mr. Ray is our traffic consultant. Um, his direct testimony will be between five and seven and a half minutes. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I know how careful we're going to watch. I am now. <laughs> the, uh, does the board have any objections to going on a little later? No. no. Okay, let's proceed then. I'm going to call John Ray. Real quick, before you dismiss this. This, this whole area is in a floodplain, correct? Yes. I don't believe it's represented anywhere on your plans. Okay. Could that, as a condition of any approval, could that be shown on the plans? And certainly, and we've done it elsewhere, but you know, that these property owners be notified that this is in a floodplain, in fact. It's, it's designated as a V zone. They're going to have to comply with the building requirements. No, but I think it's more no, for the people that buy it. Like, no, we're talking about the notification the of the Our client will, of course, comply with all notification requirements, and the plans should be reflective of whatever. Well, that's it's a note on the cover sheet, but we can add it to the plans. Please. I've also asked that the architect's plans be noted so that they have the proper elevations for all the finished floors. As opposed to off the, off the ground, no, do it with based on the data. Okay, thanks for that. Thank you. You've got to swear you first. Uh, right in, uh, do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give shall be the truth? I do. Uh, state your name, please, and spell your last name. John Ray, R E A. R E A? Correct. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Ray, can you put your credentials on the uh, record so we can? Uh, I'm a licensed professional engineer and principal with McDonough and Ray Associates. Uh, we have offices in Manistown and Westfield, New Jersey. My field of specialty is traffic engineering. All right, I'm that's 
Mr. Ray, did you evaluate the ability for construction traffic to safely access this site through the existing street patterns in town? That was not one of the tasks that I did, Mr. Zelina, but uh, that's something that I, I'm sure that the project gets approved that our engineers will sit down with your public services people, police and fire, and make sure that the hours that construction traffic can use those streets, the days, the times, will be worked out with the borough. That's usually what happens. Well, the second part of that question is business. these local streets have to be traversed by construction traffic. Yes. We talked about bulkheading, we talked about fill, we talked about a yes. lot of things that have to take place on the site. Is there anything in the redevelopment plan that provides for the repair of those streets? Should they be uh, destroyed or as a part of the construction? No, Mr. Zemini, any uh, type of development where that occurs, that's going to be a baseline and or, uh, the developer or the person who creates the issue is responsible to repair it, unless it's a pre-existing condition that is uh, noted. Well, that's easily determined, so I just want to understand because it's Make that survey, we'll review it with Mr. Hoyer and make sure that wherever the traffic or wherever the roadways may be uh, in, insufficient to bear that weight, we'll know that in advance. And then, of course, I think that between uh, Mr. Hoffman and Mr. Hogan will come up with the route that would be the least impact to those conditions. And uh, right. my limited experience, that's pretty general in a pre-construction meeting. Answers my question. Just, just to follow up on what Mark said, um, the bulkhead's going to be the biggest thing to build with the largest pieces of material, i.e. steel, coming in. Is there a way that that can be uh, done uh, where the steel is brought in from the river rather than from the land. Anybody, can talk, anybody talk about that? Everyone we've spoken to is planning on doing it from the land side. Uh, we haven't discussed doing it from the water side. Those turns that we were talking about before could get pretty tough. <laughs> right with 30, 40 foot long pieces of steel. I mean, the, the situation is going to be that we're going to have an empty lot at the end of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, they're going to be doing the bulkhead when there's nothing there. They're going to demolish everything. Right. It's going to be a staging area for the bulkhead. Uh, of course, if they could bring the bulkhead pieces in by barge, that's going to be that would be simpler from uh, our standpoint. Yeah. When you first asked the question, I'm looking at this drawing here. I'm thinking there's no way you're going to do it. But everything that's in this development is an empty lot to begin with. That these trucks are going to. It will. Yeah. yeah. So, we are an affordable project, and I suspect that loading on the barge, unloading the barge, use of two cranes, delivery, and so forth, would be unnecessarily cost-generative. However, if uh, in the pre-construction meeting that's a safety issue, well, then we'll address it that way. But from just a uh, construction, uh, a basic construction technique, I think our clients have been advised by the uh, uh, contractors that they've spoken to about the project that they want to build it from the land side at a price that is still uh, pretty significant, but within the uh, expectations of this project. So that's all open land down there, Dave. So they can drive straight into the open land and maneuver down there. They yes, really, they it's only going to yeah. be a straight drive yeah. in. Yeah. But there could be, as Mark said, there could be damage to the streets from heavy loads. Mm -hmm. Well, the truck can't carry anything more than it legally can carry, so it's not any excess, any more excessive than what already travels on the streets. Yes, but our, our streets aren't built to highway standards. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. 
Yes, Chris, can you? Chris Doxy, 9 Church Street. Um, can you stand up so we can all hear you? I'm sure I sure can. Uh, Chris Doxy, 9 Church Street. Um, I'm sure that you are all aware by now that the piping and the sewer system on our streets are very, very, very fragile. And I think that breaking those trucks down with all the steel on it and all the equipment on it is going to be a horror for us. We have a company that comes in and fixes our pipes and all on our streets all the time. And um, it's, it's horrible. And when, you, when they open a pit, you look, you look in there and there's corroded pipes with, with big pieces of rust falling off. So I don't want to see no water on Church Street. You know, cave-ins on Church Street because of the weight of the trucks. And I think it's an excellent idea to bring in the heavy equipment by large. Bring it in at the end of the street. Um, I think the name of the company is Hinkle and McCoy. Well, we on the street call them dig and destroy because that's what happens. It's horrible. So I want you to all be aware of that, that the fragile pipes on, on Church Street Apparently, just go and fall apart. They just disintegrate. Maybe we can use River Street more than any of the downtown streets for the initial delivery of equipment. River, River Street doesn't a, have much activity. River Street is more of a commercial area towards the end of it. Right. It's where Butler's place was, and he had all kinds of heavy equipment and things coming in and out of there, as well as the aqua, the aqua people who did the pools. So, I think the end result of all this will be is that if, if there is any damage created by their equipment and their uh, process of building yeah. down there, it'll be uh, it'll be handled. Uh, in yeah, it'll be handled. But in the meantime, will our water be turned off? Will we be able to drive down the street with big holes in the street? No. I don't think it would ever get to. I can't I answer for that, but I don't think it'll ever get to that condition. I mean, you're talking big pieces of steel for the bulk heading. You're talking about beams for the housing. That's a lot of weight for those streets. There's a lot of construction going on downtown. There's a lot of equipment going up and down mm -hmm. the streets. But, you know, onesie twosie, not. I sound like I'm supporting this. your application. I'm, not, I'm just trying to answer the question. But we try to be very friendly with all the neighbors. So if we can help them and make them understand or, or work well, with them. Part of the process requires what's called a pre construction meeting. And the purpose of that is to understand from the uh, regulators, if you will, Mr. Hooter and the building departments, et cetera, what is being done and how it's being done. And that's where those kind of recommendations are exchanged. And if the town, if the borough says, don't use Church Street, use River Road, our clients will do that. So there's, an, there's yet another opportunity for the borough consultants to be involved in protecting any of those fragile pipes. But if they're that bad shape, I think you need to bring that to the attention of the council because they should be replacing them. I'm sure they don't want to have any affluence leaking into the groundwater here that would get into the uh, pristine uh, rivers and oceans. The applicant will have to place uh, money in escrow for inspectors to be on site during construction. And in a job like this, project like this, the inspector will pretty much have to be there every day. Oh, I would think so. I definitely would think so. Because you're going to have churches that have got springs. Hopefully really. not. Hopefully not. Thank you. Anybody else in the public have a question? 
just want to go to the map and try to understand the traffic flow. So, uh, <coughs> on this part of Front Street is one way here to surf, and then when you come down here, it's one way this way. So how will that change? It won't change. It change at all. So how will the folks who are going to come here, they're going to have to have beach to get there? Beach is the other way. Beach is one way the other way. Yeah. It's just one way and the rest of the way. No, not that way. The other one is this way. And then you return here. So they would not be able to go down new to get the beach to passageway. They would only be able to go down new to get the beach to passageway. And then, so if this, this would just be going to continue here. Okay. I'm not sure I understood that. You got it. Anybody else have a question for the uh, traffic testimony? If not, or is your application complete? Uh, well, Mr. Chairman, that's uh, our presentation. Okay. Uh, yeah. We still have to open it to the public on, on whether there's any uh, testimony, uh, any comments you would like to make before the board. Just to that point that Chris was making, one of the things I was thinking about for the developer, I think a project of this scope and size is going to be a lot of activity. We know construction projects generate waste. Uh, whether the developer would consider um, establishing a community liaison so that if uh, neighbors of the development have any issues, we could have a direct point of contact with the developer so that we could bring up those issues uh, to them as opposed to going through the governing body. This is I think you're safer to go through the governing body, though. Okay. Yes, Chris. Last question. <laughs> Chris Doxy, 9 Church Street. How can we be assured that the residents of the Haven will not be parking on uh, Church Street, Beach Street, Surf Street? Um, is, is towing in allowed now? Or? Still away from time. Okay, so I'll comment on that real quickly. Again, Chris, no final decisions have been made on this because we haven't even discussed it on the council yet. Mm -hmm. But um, my view would be that in that community, they would not get resident parking decals. Right. Okay, mm -hmm. which means if they parked on the side street without a decal, they'd be subject to the $125 fine that's imposed right now. Could they get their own parking um, stickers? Different colors than I would imagine the HOA may actually do that. They do that. That's mm -hmm. for them to say. But normally, if you're in an HOA, they want to know that you belong there. You've got right. a decal right. on your car. Right, But um, it should be uh, in their handbook not to park on resident-only streets. Yeah, we're very sensitive to the yes. issue on resident parking. We understand the difficulty and challenge. We're going to do everything we can to help okay. there. Okay, thanks. Uh, that was asked for, not for me, but by one of the leaders. to put it up to me. Anybody else with a question? Just yeah. one quick question. I was wondering if the planning board could uh, try to uh, nudge along the, the, the signing of the development agreement. I'm trying to get a copy of the developer agreement so I can see what the downstream uh, deals have been made. It's, it's apparently still in the mayor's office for signature, I've been told. Uh, I was told I didn't have to uh, over it, but uh, that would give us some, some hints as to what the, the obligations are of the developer. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, Gareth, not finalized yet. Yeah, there are some things that are changing. I will, I will ask. If, if it's in negotiations, which are we completely, if it's in negotiations, it's not subject to being
to open because there's negotiations underway. Yeah. Once it's signed, then uh, you'd have access to it from over. But I, I don't know the I don't know the status. I, I don't sitting here right now, Gareth. I don't know exactly what the timeline is, but I think we all want it done as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know there was a resolution or a vote that it was. Uh, I've been told it's with the mayor. All right, if there's no other questions or statements from the public, we'll close the public portion. Uh, are, are we going to vote on this tonight? Or, or? Excuse me? You're the chair. I mean, I the becomes, is there There's a few open issues here. Uh, well, I'm going to say, Mr. Chairman, I don't think there's a whole lot of open issues. I agree. There's no variances okay. proposed. There was some discussion about uh, some techniques to be used. Ms. Bean outlined both of them. Uh, our client agrees. There were a series of modifications that Mr. Asadi was writing down as we went through, which we agreed to or consulted and came up with an agreement. So I don't think there's any open issue. I would ask the board to consider that this application is without variance. The plans are substantially complete. The board and the public asked for certain modifications during the course of the hearing. And I, and I didn't like it, but I didn't hear my client say no once. No, no, I'm so not. I, I, I think that we're at a point where this plan, uh, which has been before the, not this board, of course, but before the town, uh, the borough, <coughs> substantially, a couple of years at this point, is uh, right for approval. And that's my job, of course, is to ask for our clients to get approved, and I'm here to advocate that. I think that the case law that applies in this circumstance is very clear. It's led by two cases to say when there are no variances or it's not a, it is appropriate for an approval. There are any conditions that the board needs to put on on the approval would be reasonable and what we have discussed. And I think each of those conditions that were mentioned, uh, either by your consultants or by a board member, uh, I was uh, given the high sign, if you will, by my client that they were acceptable. So. Okay. I don't know what then is there anybody on the board who would like to make a motion? I'll make that motion. I'll make that motion. To what? Approve the plan. Okay. Before, that, second? before that motion is seconded, I want to um, just name the conditions and I think two of the conditions may require a little bit of decision making yes. um, right now. So this would be a good time um, for that to happen before it's seconded. And so here are the conditions as I have them. Um, You'll have to bear with me as I go. The trellises, off, in addition to standard conditions, um, the trellises uh, will yeah. be removed from any of the buildings the where they cause plans, the height to exceed uh, the height requirement. Uh, the applicant shall be required to arrange for seismic monitoring of the install during installation of pilings to ensure that there is as low risk the as possible. It's actually for bulkhead. Oh, the bulkhead? Okay, yeah. let me uh, fix that. It'll probably, probably be a piling less bulkhead, no, no piling. Okay. Um, to ensure there's the lowest risk of, as possible on the surrounding area. Um, the dog park, the grass park, the landscaping, the benches, the bike racks, and fishing cleaning station are available for public use. Um, the applicant shall stipulate that in the HOA master deed that um, the garages are to be used for parking vehicles only and nothing else, i.e. storage. Um, and this is my first question. Are we adding a condition that no parking passes shall issue 
to residents uh, of this project or otherwise the developer should acquiesce to that before the governing body? I don't know if we have the authority. I, I would defer that to the governing body. I don't okay. think we should. So I'll delete that piece of it. Um, but uh, we did talk about um, a, a, a restriction in the master deed whereby um, property owners have to use their garages as parking yeah, areas and not as storage areas. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, shall obtain a waiver from the RSI's parking standard. Um, applicant, uh, the HOA shall be responsible for maintaining uh, the dog park, bulkhead, and walkway. Um, the applicant will provide decorative metal fencing along the boardwalk. The applicant can uh, widen Front Street from 18 to 21 feet. The applicant shall comply with all the requirements set forth in the technical review letter of David Holder dated September 21, 2022. Uh, the applicant shall designate two spaces as rideshare pickup spaces. Is that what we talked about? Yes. Um, the applicant shall. So this this one, um, Councilman Bieber. Um, this is why we have liaisons on planning boards. Yep. Um, I have it as the applicant shall reconfigure the condominium building such that it shall substantially conform with the concept plan that was the subject of the developer development agreement with the governing body to the satisfaction of the board, the borough planner. We could go that way, but I also heard it needs to go before the governing body if it's going to change necessarily. I don't think that's what we want to say. I think we want to say that if Jen sees the modifications and feels that it's substantially consistent, consistent with what was presented to the government. I'm okay with that if you're okay. I am. Okay. Um, so that's the route we'll go, and, and it's a little less arduous for the applicant as well. Um, the landscaping will be provided. Um, landscaping plan will be provided during compliance. Um, and uh, the applicant will work with the borough professionals to make sure that the landscaping complies with the, uh, with the redevelopment plan. Um, plans to be modified to allow a seven-foot walk next to the two parking spaces for the boat ramp. Um, and <clears throat> finally, um, the uh, applicant will, <clears throat> applicant's traffic consultant will consult with the borough engineer uh, and consider uh, making section of Front Street between New Street and Church Street as a one-way northbound only um, circulation road. So those are the I think the only other thing that we had discussed was trying to put some kind of a purification or ventilation uh, system in the uh, trace. So during the architectural testimony, there were questions about um, ventilating the um, you know the odors from the garbage area and um, somebody stated that there is uh, the ability to deodorize it or filter it so that it um, lessens the odor yeah and so we can deodorize the space okay and we'll, we'll pipe the vent to the right of way yes yeah, Tommy, Tommy installed some small system in there to work for yeah. And the exhaust will go to the right of way, so <coughs> Did we discuss moving that stairway inside? Well, that's what they had discussed. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's going to be, it could be that way. It could be a different way. Kevin, I also have, um, I had asked if they could, they could change the gravel walkway, part of the gravel walkway to the to the boat ramp to pervious pavers, or at least to the back of the distance of the, to the rear of the buildings. 
so as to not have stone out near the street and in the lawn. Got it. Kevin, can I ask a question? Sure. Steve, who's responsible for what is in the developer's agreement? Yes. Okay, because if it is, that governs. Yeah. And I don't recall it that way, but I could be mistaken. And I could be mistaken as well. Uh, I would say consistent with the development agreement, which effectively means we take that action out. So you take these condition out, we could just say, well, we don't have to say The maintenance is say. consistent with the redevelopment agreement. Right. It's fine. There are two things that need to be added to the plans. One is that the applicant shall submit a lighting plan, uh, which he doesn't have now, uh, as part of compliance. And they'll comply with our regulations. Regulations of lighting. And then also um, a signage plan of some kind showing the signs, whether they're regulatory or advisory on site. All right, if that's it, then we, do we have a, we, we're past questions. Do, do we, have a, we have a motion on the, I think it's something to add to the motion. Is it more, I think he answered it. Um, with the resident that lives in lot 11. Yeah, we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, they discussed that. So do we have a second on that motion? Second. Mr. Chair. Dave, there's a motion on it. We, There's no more discussion in the in the public. Did you put the seismic monitor? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's put it back to reconsideration of using Church Street as a service road. You've got to reconsider that with another. No, that's going to be based on their uh, site plan. Their site, Dave Holder's uh, pre-construction pre meeting. Yeah. All right. So we have a second on that. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so my first was Councilman Bieber, second was Mr. Sullivan. All right, then I guess we'll have a roll call on this. Councilman Bieber? Yes. Ms. Bills? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Giulio? Yes. Vice Chairman Maseo? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Salina. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for all the comments. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like one.